0: Hee! <laughs>
1: was created with the intent to ruffle some feathers. Cancel us if you would like. Just know that we don't give a fuck.
2: Roscoe. <laughs> yeah!
3: Yeah! It's the Bull oh, Troll Trav, AKA Wesley Pipes if it never made the league, AKA Foam Major, AKA Lion Pumper, I am upper. and we are the ether podcast with a special episode today to my left i'm gonna introduce
1: my guy my g <laughs> my g you already know rogue one checking in it's mr porter maddie ice matt the stallion the great maspie young ma wait for it TT, one take Jake LeBear James, the captain of the cool kids. You know thy names. And on this podcast, always and forever, affectionately known as the crown prince of trying to get us canceled. And I'm going to pass it to my co-rona brother. Take it away, (laughs) sir. Say.
3: (laughs) Wow!
4: Such an so, advertisement. Yeah. Co- my Corona. <laughs> my Corona. My Corona. Okay,
0: uh, it's Ares. <laughs> my Eris, Corona.
4: <laughs> Eris the angel. Eris Targaryen, first of his name. First of his name. Off my poppy, now known as on my poppy. I had another one, but I forgot it right now because I've been drinking a little bit. So uh, oh, he gonna blame it on the drinks.
0: Yeah, I'm blaming on alcohol. <laughs>
4: blame it on the. Blame his, it his eyes on. The... moving kind of slow right now, like, like, like Jamie and T Pain. But uh, you <laughs> know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, shimmy it over, Eurostep. Look like I'm about to shoot it, but I'm not. I'm going to pass it over. Perfect, perfect. You know what I
1: mean? Outlet, 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 outlet. <laughs>
3: Uh-oh, Jay oh, hard in the building.
5: You know who it is. Suave Hey. A.K.A. Young Pico Poco. Young. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> A.K.A. Yo Rotisserie's favorite dark meat.
0: Yes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Yeah.
5: I'm I'm on my P's and Q's tonight.
3: Oh, oh man. That's just going to set, set the uh, podcast off right, man. We, we all,
1: <laughs> we're taking off like a jet, baby. <laughs>
5: um, And tonight we have a very special guest with us. Our first guest with us.
2: Yes. Woo!
5: Yes. Yes.
2: Can, talk? Can I talk? Hey.
5: Uh, oh, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. Sorry. I'm <laughs> silencing you for the moment. Let me get my stuff off real quick, okay? <laughs> let me get it off. Uh-oh. <clears throat> give the inches. Said, yes, let me give you these inches real quick. As I was saying,
0: <laughs>
5: people <laughs> know. at home. I she me, gave her the little bit of <laughs> inches. <laughs> uh, we have a student, soon to be scholar mm. of sex, intimacy, and relationships, if you will. Mm. When she's not busy serving our country, she's dedicating her time, Uh uh-oh. America. I live right downtown. (laughs) Sorry. When she's not busy serving our country, she's dedicating her time, mind, body, and soul to healing her hoeing. Joining us from the state of VA, please give a warm ether welcome to a very, very dear friend of mine, Helen. A healing hope.
2: Yeah. Helen,
0: yeah. trunk on down. Trunk on down.
2: On down. That was a lot of inches. Thank you. Hey. hey.
1: hey. See, she listens to the pod. She I stay mine. You don't. You don't hear that too often.
2: <laughs>
1: Get your shit off, Queen.
2: Uh, yeah. So I'm Helen. Known as The Healing Ho as of like a few months ago. Some of my friends kind of deemed me as The Healing Ho. Um, I'm here, I guess, to talk about some good things with my, some good old boys. Let the healing
1: Appreciate begin. That.
2: Let the healing begin.
5: And, um, <laughs> you know, with that with that name, The Healing Ho, what I guess are your your aspirations and your goals in terms of this platform? What are you looking to do? with
2: this so my journey as like a sex educator and kind of just all around like relationship intimacy um connoisseur i would say kind of began in college um when i realized that i wasn't really treating sex and intimacy as like a like an I, i wasn't treating it with respect that it deserves i think just like anybody i kind of deemed the um the term college sex very early on where like people are kind of just going there just like your freshman year you're there just to experience it not necessarily to study it and learn it um and so i kind of realized that i was like motel dating and serial dating where i was just kind of bouncing around and didn't really have any goals with my partners i didn't have any sort of like consequences for the way that i was treating them or the way that they were even treating me and no one was really being held accountable and so I quickly unsubscribed from that um, lifestyle and I kind of developed more of a system as far as like what I would now refer to as like ethical non-monogamy and like learning how to date um, and like, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily be like boyfriend and girlfriend and be planning to be married and all that stuff, but, but to date and be able to respect my partners and like hold each other accountable and take care of each other and like really kind of establish like a real bond in our relationship that we could um rely on either behind closed doors or if we wanted to take it out to the streets whatever but really at the end of the day i just um i don't agree with today's dating culture and the way that people treat each other uh so i kind of want to try to like retrain people to a better mindset where we can start respecting our partners and um not necessarily have to have like the wedding bells in the picture, but just the fact that we're all human and we deserve the same respect and love and loyalty that we think we ourselves deserve. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, beautiful. I, love, I loved all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's interesting
3: to me though, that uh, it stemmed from college because I feel like there's uh, a stigma or an idea that when you're in college that, okay, I'm, uh, I'm gonna run wild and that wild. I mean I know for sure let my freak flag. Yeah, fly. you know exactly. like I know when I was a freshman, you know I thought like all right I gotta hit up all these parties. I gotta you know try to talk to these girls and do what I can. And it's it's funny you say that because it was actually like uh, two of my homies, um, they were like, "Yo man, you can't really do that," you know. It's like and I'm like why? Like I'm in college. Like isn't this what I'm supposed to do? So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting though that like that's where it stemmed from because I feel like a lot of people.
2: Kind of go into especially that phase of their life with that mindset yeah, yeah. And, i mean i had been in a relationship all through high school for the whole four years i was with the same person um and my senior year of high school we broke up and i had never really it was a girl um and i had never really now it's a transgender cool story but anyways <laughs> um <laughs> uh i had never really experienced like boys but i knew that i was into boys so i was boy crazy i mean i've been tmi whatever i've been masturbating since i was like six which isn't really uncommon for females but to have it with you
1: on that girl
0: (laughs) 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 they
3: said i second that (laughs) i was humping stuff
2: like a
0: motherfucker
2: (laughs) (laughs) but no like i mean i i just um I valued sex I think because I had been with the same partner for so long and like we did explore a lot given that we we kind of had to given our circumstances. Um, so I wanted to have a sexual like a safe and healthy sexual experience in college but when I got there I realized that not everyone had the same mindset where it was like I I I don't do, I don't like the whole one night stands and hookups and stuff like that. Like it's cool and everything. But when I was doing them, I never felt fulfilled. I don't think I ever experienced a single orgasm from those hookups. And like, I knew that very early on when I was like, this ain't the same from like when, you know, and like, they just weren't fulfilling to me. And so that's when I started really exploring like sex as an actual event and like what it can do for us emotionally spiritually physically and all those things because of the way that our sexualities bleed into our um work ethic and everything else and like how we show up for the world it's really fascinating so
4: whoa true. <laughs> true. True.
1: <laughs> look we haven't even started yet and i'm so excited right I, now. I, I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> i'm just i'm
5: just mind blown already um <laughs>
3: <laughs> how
5: sex
4: work ethic and that is, it
5: but
1: like it's facts though it's true you Man. ever try working backed up wow <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> pens don't oh, want to write you <laughs> get mad and shit oh fuck this <laughs> yeah.
2: you ever get like so backed up though that you can't even masturbate
0: Whoa. Like sweat, yeah, like, wow sweat? wait yes i'm like Yes. Like,
2: you're just so, like, okay, so maybe you have, so I, um, I have partners that I've had for a year, year and a half, like, people that I've just been dating, sleeping with, whatever, um, they're very, like, I love, I love them without loving them, um, so if you guys are listening, cool, hey, hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to the partners! <laughs> hey!
2: But, um, like, I mean, I'll go through, like, dry spells, where, like, maybe I don't see a partner for a while or maybe I'm just feeling like off sexually and I, I can't really connect with my partner so then I need more of like a different kind of intimacy and like typically if I don't get that for some reason like I can't even masturbate I can't even think about like anything and it's so frustrating because then I notice myself getting like upset over really little things like I lose my mental toughness to under like to be able to control other things in my life when like <laughs> When I can't <laughs> express wow. my sexuality, maybe it's because like, this is just like a passion of mine, but I, I tend to notice that a lot of people that I work with, um, they're going through like a lot of the same things as far as like, especially with coronavirus right now, like people are losing their libidos and it's all because of like depression and stuff and mm-hmm. losing their libidos is making everything else like a lot more stressful okay, because sure. I mean, let's, let's all be honest and quarantine like, That little sexual release is good for the
1: day. (laughs) and y'all be judging me when I be telling (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
0: You gotta do it. it. Different
4: than what you be saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: She's
4: she's she's from the standpoint of okay, people who are not having sex during Corona. You are trying to get COVID cocked. Whoa, we're out here <laughs> with
1: with Shorty, dude. God knows what. The different. You getting your release? Like, a- COVID. COVID. But that's what I'm saying. Oh. She said that you know, keeping your libido intact during such a depressing time is very important to your mental. It is. Yeah,
2: it is. And sometimes, like when you masturbate too much, which I don't necessarily no, believe no in, such, but like, no such still. Thing.
1: No, so we same. still,
2: we still need those like intimate connections, especially if that's where we primarily get our like uh-huh. sexual uh-huh. drive from.
0: Oh hell All yeah! That. Yeah, All yeah. That.
2: and I mean, I've been with my partners like a few times, but um, like for a while, I just could not get it up.
1: <laughs> um, I just, I have a question. I already know what you're about um, to ask, Karen, no. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse Lay me. it on me. Ask the question. The p word.
4: Um, so let's say you're in a relationship, right? Uh huh. And your partner just doesn't really, y'all just, y'all, y'all been together. Maybe you've connected before, but then later on in a relationship, you don't really connect sexually. How do you, how do you go about that? Like, how do you address that? How do you try to get back into the, the swing of things? Or like, is there a conversation that you have? Or, Cause I know some people I've asked this question. They're just like, Oh, I just go out and cheat. I just <laughs> Wait, what did get- you say? The last
0: people part? People say like,
4: Oh, I just go out and cheat. I oh. And I just, I just get mine and how do you, so, how do you approach something like okay, that? Okay.
2: So it's interesting. You said the cheating thing. Um, my philosophy on cheating is if you honestly have to go and act and do it, just break up with the person. Cause you don't respect them anymore and you don't respect yourself. Agreed. Um, and by saying that you don't respect yourself, I'm saying that you don't respect yourself enough to separate your ego from like your peace and everything and be able to say like, you know what, before I go and act on this, before I be a douchebag or you know, ruin this guy's life or do whatever and act against my own code of ethics and like act out, I'm going to just have this conversation with this person and say, you know what, it's not working. Or maybe, you know, addressing the whole issue of not feeling sexually attracted to that person. Or maybe you just aren't feeling sexual at all. Like whatever the reason is, you do have to find the root cause of that. But it's simply starting the conversation saying, hey, like I haven't I'm sorry, like, I don't know if it's you, I don't know if it's me, but I think we need to talk and I need to find out why it is that I can't, I can't connect with you, I can't connect with myself even because, I mean, I just went through this with my most recent ex-boyfriend where I just kind of lost um, intimacy with him. And it was, I mean, we ended up having like a three hour conversation about it and like why and everything. Like after we had broken up, he came over and everything and we just kind of hashed things out and, really what it stemmed to for me was that we were having a lot of sex but we weren't having a lot of intimacy um and like that was something that was very new for us and i think it had a lot to do with the coronavirus and like me i was working sometimes 12 to 16 damn you. <laughs> <laughs> i was working sometimes like 12 to 16 hour days and then you know he would come over and he would want to have sex cuz he just had you know he just, i'm not saying comparing like anyone's stress levels or anything like that but i mean like he has a desk job does the same thing every day like he's fine um so he would still have a lot of energy and i just couldn't do it and i didn't really know how to ask him like hey can you just like hold me can you cook me dinner can you do this or that like instead of put your dick in important.
1: me cuddle time is clutch
0: cuddle time is cuddle time yeah
2: time. and like we we 100%. cuddled a lot but i mean this is this is something also that we talked about and something that I think we'll end up talking about too, is that, um, he's not a very emotional person. And so people that lack emotional maturity and stuff like that, not that he, sorry, I want to delete that part. He doesn't (laughs) lack emotional maturity. Okay. He just, um, like he's just not very emotional as a person. And so people that don't know how to handle emotions or don't really know how to read them or don't often express them you kind of have to like teach them and i failed at that so really it's just about having that conversation and figure like figuring out like just because you lose that sexual drive with your partner doesn't mean that the relationship is over it just means that maybe you've unlocked a new level where um sex isn't enough for your relationship to keep it going and you actually you do feel some things for that person and you're not getting exactly what you want from that person.
4: Yeah.
3: Damn. Wow.
4: Yeah.
2: Isn't she insightful?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. And like, and, the, and that person too, maybe all they know up to that point is just sex. And like, that's their way of expressing their quote unquote exactly. emotion, you know?
2: Exactly. Or like a stress relief or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like, which for me, like, yeah, sex is a good stress reliever, but it's more of like an anecdote. Like it doesn't, It. it doesn't, cure everything for me so for me like i need like a real like even if we don't have sex for a couple days or whatever like i i just need to know that like you've got me and if you don't then i mean i'll figure it out on my own but like i don't want to move on you know without Mm. that like i want to have that connection
4: right so um i guess i'll i'll ask another question since everybody else is like um what what (laughs) You're, you're a lovely young lady, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. What do
4: you think is, um, what would you say is, is the like woman's of average woman's expectation for men, like both, like just the average woman, what do you think that they expect from us in a relationship?
2: I think provider. Like I I think uh, there's a major pressure on men to provide in a relationship and like cater kind of. Um, and that that kind of, it. it's fine to think that way, I guess. I mean, like everybody's looking for something at the end of the day and women, like we're kind of just naturally programmed to look to a male for like our needs and stuff, especially mm-hmm. in an intimate relationship. Like we're, we're looking for a man that will hold us at the end of the day and stuff. Um, but I think like, that's a big thing is that women are just constantly needing a man rather than just like welcoming a man in and seeing what he can provide and how he can provide like, not just, you know, sex and money and a house or anything like that. But
3: right, right. right. that actually, um, that actually kind of goes into one of the questions that I actually did want to get your opinion on. So. In a relationship, do you believe in gender roles, gender roles? Like, do you think there are certain actions that a man should handle and that, or and those that a woman should handle? Or do you feel like as a society, we need to move away from those roles? Because for me personally, I think it should be based on a case-by-case relationship and the two partners should base it on your strengths and weaknesses rather than what society deems as what a man should do and what a woman should do.
2: I agree. Um, I really do think it has a lot to do with like the individual, like the couple itself, Mm -hmm. because what my beliefs are in a relationship and what keeps me and my partners together for a year and a half or like whatever is that we have found what works for us. And what works for us is, um, more of like a, like non-gender specific kind of role. Right. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like, I mean, I
3: just had a brain fart. <laughs> oh, it's okay. No, I mean, because for me, for me, I think too, it like kind of stems from the people before us. Like, I feel like we've been raised yeah. to um, tr- more traditional gender roles where like, I was talking to the guys about this um, the other day when we were talking about this topic. And for me, I feel like our age group, you know, the the late 80s to early 90s, I, I cut it off at like 94, 95, where I feel like we're in that. Middle range, where the middle of everything we're like we were in the middle yeah. of the days of playing outside and enjoying the fresh air, but we also transitioned into to, to, to
1: know outside,
3: yeah, to the digital Absolutely. focused world that we're in. but I also feel like too, from a relation standpoint, we were also learned and heard from more of the traditional roles that some of our parents and some of the people before us have adhered to. but then also, we also get um, a glimpse slash more knowledge about more of the progressive world that we're living in, that we're seeing more of the people younger than us that are exhibiting. So I feel like, you know, we're kind of in that little middle range where we're able to see, you know, what was working for our parents and those before us, but then also what the people younger than us and our age too are trying to push forward now.
2: Yeah. And I think, um I think a lot of people are seeing like how traditional relationships, how, certain things of that, like they just don't work anymore because right. we're in a society where like women, female empowerment is huge. And um, I think there's a lot less pressure today for women to be like super strong. I mean, okay, there's obviously like a really, I mean, there's pressure for women to be strong every day because we're still in a very male dominated field. right? But there's more like support, I think for women to speak out so. on like, certain things. What
4: did you say? I said, you think
2: so? Yeah, I mean,
4: from like a standpoint- I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, I personally see more, and I guess this is also how I was raised too. So I could be very naive to what's going on in the actual world. But my whole life, I was surrounded by women who either ran their household or, you know, like women of power who were very opinionated you know, so it's it's when I hear think comments like that, that this is a very male dominated world, it's, it's hard for me to understand it. Because I've just from what I've seen, I've just seen so many women of power or in positions of power that I guess it's hard for me to understand that comment.
2: Yeah. So, OK, so I guess I can revert. So. I agree, yes, like women today are so strong. Women have always been very strong. Like historically, if you look back into even like prehistoric times, like when cavemen existed, the women did run a lot of business and they ran shit. Um, And even today you still see that, but it's less of a survival mechanism and more of like a, you know what, I'm gonna just do me. I'm gonna be powerful, I'm gonna be strong, I'm gonna be that head of the household. I was raised by a single mother, so I have a feeling that that has a lot to do with the way that I am today, as far as how I show up in my relationships, how I show up in the world. Because I'm I'm very masculine, like my mother was, because she had to play the role of mother and father. Um, but at the same time, I'm able to switch it off and be very emotionally providing and um, nurturing and whatnot that a female is supposed to be, quote unquote, by society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but i mean back
2: to like the roles and stuff like really in my relationships i like i said like we show up how we have to show up in that moment kind of um and i think what causes i think what causes a lot of relationships to fail is that they go by the same thing every single time um and they kind of this will bleed into the topic that we're going to cover as far as like the emasculation of men like women don't necessarily know how to show up for a man and so that's when it creates the genders gender roles where a man really needs a support in a relationship and the woman has no idea or like has never really been told that she should be showing up for her male partner like that and oftentimes they leave when their male partner can't provide just like we talked about the main thing that women look for is providing And if a man can't do that, they're automatically assumed to be weak or stupid or useless and a deadbeat in all these things. I definitely
4: shouldn't have been on this episode because I feel like uh, (laughs) I'm triggered.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you a deadbeat? Just kidding. I'm kidding.
4: (laughs) He
1: most certainly
2: is
4: not. (laughs) I mean, mean, it depends on who you ask.
3: (laughs) He is a great father. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: That is well, uh, let me, let me oh thank, <laughs> thank you. you thank <laughs> you let me just uh get this one off and then i'm gonna let you so we can actually like get into what we're here for um because oh, ad- we're not <laughs> <laughs> you right <'Cause> you, <laughs> meant, you actually mentioned something that like kind of caught me off guard because in my opinion just what i've read and you know when i was being a creep on your page and just <laughs> hearing you talk now i feel like you are an ally to men which is uh, a very refreshing thing, but also you are very strong, you know, with your femininity. Anemone. Exactly. So hearing you say that you were raised by just uh, a, a single mother is actually very surprising to me because I would have just assumed that you had a relationship with your father because you do have a more positive outlook on men that I'm used to hearing. So, What has been your experience that has brought you to knowing like, hey, men need love too, as well as women? Or men need the same type of love that women are asking for too? Look
0: at you. That boy, Potton. We're here now.
2: Um, (laughs) I would say it stems from college, learning how to treat my partners. What what I wanted a relationship to look like um, was me showing up for them. Mm. I didn't need them to show up for me. I needed to learn how to show up for a man. Um, Damn. I was, like, (laughs) so, (laughs) so uh, my dad, um, he, my parents divorced when we were, like, second grade. I had a relationship with him up until I didn't have to anymore, which was, like, maybe seventh or eighth grade. I kind of just, like, cut it off. Um, We still saw each other now and then, but, like, I kind of just looked to my friend's father's. And I looked at their marriages because I, out of all my friends, I was the only family that was divorced. Um, And I, all my other friends, like they happened to be like the Southern parents for some reason, even in North Dakota, but um, like they're all from the South and they're all high school sweethearts and everything like that. And so I just saw like how they treated each other and everything. And like, I just loved seeing the way that my, my best friend, especially her mom, she took care of every man in that household so well. And that was something that I didn't necessarily see with my own mom. Um, like I had all brothers and stuff, but like, I didn't get to see her with a man. Okay. I never, I never got to see her with a boyfriend cause she just kind of dated around for a while and then she ended up coming out as gay. So she has a girlfriend my mom too.
1: Yeah? Mom. yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mom is, she's amazing, but um, yeah, I, I think it, it just happened over time where I just realized that like maybe I wasn't really treating men the best and I realized that I I didn't want to be part of the problem. So I needed to quickly fix that. And so if like I, I think it was more of like a defense mechanism at first where it was like, well I don't want to be the reason that this relationship fails. So I'm gonna do everything that I can to make sure that I cover these bases and take care of this guy. And then you know if it fails it's on him. Which I've learned is like a toxic kind of thing. Um, or it could be positive, but you know, throughout the I years, think that's
1: a pro. Like I feel like if both parties came into it saying like, what can I do to not fuck this up? Yeah. Other person's thinking as well, what can I do to not fuck this up? Like yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I look at yeah. that as a total I mean,
2: pro. And too, like, um, I mean my ex-husband and I, we were like really close. That was kind of one of my first like really emotional bonds that I had with a man um hence why we got married and everything um I won't go into why we got divorced but (laughs) um but like that that was kind of the first time that I really experienced the needs of a man um living in such close proximity and then also having dated long distance for so long and um he was in the fleet at the time which in the in the navy like he was in training and stuff and it was really hard so he would complain and be sad and upset and stuff and so I kind of figured out how I need to show up for my husband in that way and when we were going through the divorce um at one point it got ugly but I kind of just had to like center myself and say you know what we loved each other in the marriage and we're gonna love each other like coming out of it mm-hmm. and and I and I made a vow to myself that the next relationship that I got into whether it was serious or non-monogamous and whatever casual that i would still strive for that same kind of peace of mind and like the same loyalty to that person to like make sure that i was taking care of them
4: so triggered right now <laughs> i want to hear okay, can I, can, okay because i don't understand why certain people i won't just say women even though my experience is seeing women do this I don't understand why people don't have that mindset, like even though need- the relationship has failed, doesn't mean that I hate you doesn't mean I have right. to go like you know on social media and bash you and tell everybody that you you know beat up your mom and shit like that. It's like I don't understand why people can't just leave the relationship on like cordial yeah. terms or with with love still like hey, we can still if I see you. Let's grab a drink or something. Or mm-hmm. like, I don't understand the the hatred behind either divorce or breakup. Especially it's, when
1: you got kids with that person. That is yeah. like, yeah. ridiculous. Right. you're stuck with me now. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I feel like yes. if
4: I I feel like if I married you, if I or 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 if I was in a committed relationship with you for a, uh, an excessive period of time, like I have genuine love for you. I've brought you around my family. Mm-hmm. I've told you my inner darkest most secrets you know about my childhood you've seen baby pictures of my butt like <laughs> you are now an extension of me and i just yeah. don't understand why people don't understand the concept of because not a lot of the times you hear like oh if we break up it's over like ah right you and F your life and blah 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 and it's like i don't understand i don't understand that thinking like i don't i don't get that so it's refreshing to hear you say that because yeah. that's yeah that's along the lines of how I was raised and how I feel personally.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I wanted to uh, make a quick comment on that too, because it's like, you think about how breakups are portrayed, whether it's in uh, like movies, books or whatever. When's the last time you ever seen a movie where like the breakup was just mutual and everything ended on, on good terms. Like now, Like, they portray it as, oh, fuck you. I hate you. I'm so excited. For me, the last relationship that I went to, I broke up with my girl and, um, she was, she couldn't fathom that. Like I was handling it the way I did where she was like, I don't understand how can you say that you still care about me. I don't understand how you can say that. Um, I'm just used to me breaking up with someone and being like, fuck you. I never want to see you again, exit out of my life. And she couldn't get that. I was, when I was saying like, no, like I truly mean it. Like, if you're down in the dumps or if you need anything, like, you know, I'm still like, you still have my line. It's just that Mm -hmm. this aspect of the, our like relationship isn't working. And she just, it just, it just couldn't, she couldn't process that. And, and like, and I think it stems from like the portrayal breakups and we don't really talk about enough how it's okay to break up and it's okay to end on mutual terms. But the healing one. I see you're ready yeah, to jump yeah, she's in. She's like
1: it. she's excited. Give it to me. <laughs> I'm yeah.
3: so excited.
2: Okay, so couple, that was it. I'm done. <laughs> uh, no, no, I love this. So, so a couple points that, like, when you were talking about, um, like why people can't have that mindset more. Um, people don't understand that, like, I don't even owe you an explanation as to why I really broke up with you. Unless Ooh. if it's unless if it was because you deeply hurt me or like you just straight up need to go to a psychologist or something like that because I care about you and I want you to go get that help, but I need to go because you're not good for me, but other than that, like people do not owe you an explanation right. and so in college, when you know people would do the whole ghosting thing, which people still do, and it's whatever, like I um kind of retrained my brain to think this isn't bad. This is actually like really good because they're showing me that they're not going to waste any of my time, any more of my time. They're going to go off and find somebody else to waste their time. Or even maybe they're going to go and find someone that is actually like worthy of their love or whatever. Like, because for some reason I didn't fulfill that and that's okay. And I had to leave it at that. And if I ran into that person later on, I had to like, have that forgiveness in my mind and be like, you know what? if we hook up tonight, I don't even care. Like I respect this person because they were my partner two weeks ago, two months ago, a year ago, like whatever. I still carry that bond with them to a certain extent. And I don't hate them because for one, it was never a committed relationship. Like we had no ties. We had no expectations. We had no conversation ever about you have to stay kind of thing. Um, okay. So,
3: can I and just then say that's course- a great way to explain ghosting? Like I, <laughs> I, I I'm yeah. looking, I'm looking at ghosts in a totally different way. Bro, now. Yeah, <laughs> yo, my I, like Listen, my mind, I, my
1: mind is fucked up. Yo. <laughs> like, I'm not you saying like, I'm
3: gonna go a ghost, but like that's just like that's just a different way nah, to No, but look, look at but it. look, but look like
1: what like. she just what she just said is so so profound because she's like she's basically saying, like, if you're the person that was broken up with that person might have potentially just did you a solid. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's like, damn, like- There's always
2: a silver lining.
1: One, yeah. Yo, I feel so much better about, like... Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I feel better about ghosting, girl? I feel better about, no, I feel There's... better. No, 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 not me. I feel better about the times that, you know, I was broken up with.
0: Okay, You yeah. know, I
1: was, like, in my bag, and I was like, damn, why can't we make the baby, please? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly.
1: yeah, was, yeah, yeah, man, Helen was like,
0: yo, don't go out no, and no, start just no, no, ghosting. No, 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 <laughs> I'm, no, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> while, while I have
2: this mindset towards ghosting, I also have the other mindset where, like, if you're going to ghost somebody that you've been with for a month, or whatever and you've been seeing them and you've been sleeping over and yeah. making them coffee and all this bullshit um oh, you you i think you do owe some sort of oh, yeah. an explanation yeah. like hey you know what not you don't even have to say i just don't like you not working just out say, just say you know what our relationship has really reached its expiration date mm-hmm. i'm sorry i respect you maybe i'll see you in the future kind of thing mm-hmm. but like i i i don't mind if if we hook up once or twice and I never see you again, which I don't do that anymore, but mm-hmm. like in the past, like that was, like it was okay with me. I just had to release that person back into the wild because yeah. they don't belong to me.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's like it's like
2: say Tra- no Tiger King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't
1: no bro exotic, bro exotic. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's like it's like Trav said. It's just like especially if you're with somebody with a prolonged period of time, just because you fell out of love, like you're still the person that like. I gravitated towards in the first
0: place Exactly. Like right. you still that's have
1: what- all the qualities of a person that you know I'm like dang like it would suck for you not to exist in my world at all
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah I think that's what really defines the term ride or die like so many of these women and men too like they you know they consider themselves a ride or die like while they're in the relationship or they're like I'll do anything for my baby like I'll you know do this, this or that, I'll rob a bank for my baby, like all this stuff, but then as soon as that person does them wrong or like leaves the relationship, they're like, fuck you, (laughs) I hate you, that man is awful, he's never gonna be good for another woman, like just talking so much trash about like this person that you had such a strong connection with just because you're hurt and like your pain should never surpass like that level of respect for somebody because that means that you
0: have
2: no control.
4: (laughs) I should not be on this episode.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I I make the joke all the time that I I always laugh like, and you know it's people I know, and I'm sure we've all seen it like when someone makes a post and it says like, oh, you all should be as lucky as me, like you know I'm in a relationship with my best friend, and then two months later, new person, oh, married to my best friend, it's like damn, hey, how many best friends you got? <laughs> oh,
2: that's okay though. Oh, oh tell me okay. more. Tell me more. It is perfectly okay. I mean, people fall in love at different rates. Like my husband and I, we dated, my ex-husband, <laughs> we dated for what, eight, 10 months long distance. And then we got married and we lived together for a year and a half. Like things like that happen. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I've been in different relationships ever since most of them, non-monogamous, non like super committed, but like just ethical, like whatever. Um, They can do that. It's a, it's a perfectly normal thing. People fall in love with different people at different rates. And it's not like, it's not a bash to you as the ex. It's not saying that you weren't good enough or anything like that, or that you aren't good enough or that you're not worthy. It's just that you weren't what that person needs. At that what time. That, what, not even just at that time, but just like in general, like you, you just, for some reason it wasn't there. Maybe mm-hmm. you weren't doing something or maybe they mm-hmm. weren't doing something like and it worked
1: for the next person. Well, we haven't even gotten to the main topic. <laughs> oh, you know? I, was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna kick it off. I was gonna kick it off because
4: I feel like that was a great way to to end that that part of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All
1: right, um, let's 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 get to this shit. Hood, so hood wait, wait, wait.
2: No, sorry. Hold on, no. no. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Oh, go ahead, I forgot. go ahead. I'm sorry, I was so excited. No, no you're you. good,
1: you're good. Go right so, ahead.
2: No, so the platform. Trav- What Trav was talking about earlier, the whole, like, how we've experienced breakups through movies and stuff like that, I actually read a study recently, um, I can't remember where it was out of, I think it was out of UCLA or somewhere, no, it was Harvard, um, they, like, basically said that all of our emotions that we've experienced up until now has been programmed by TV and by movies and everything like that, like, we don't even actually know what our genuine experience to something is until we take control of it, and, like, like take it out of a movie context because mm-hmm. a lot of us are living in our own fucking movie like excuse my mm-hmm. language like uh, a lot of us explicit are re- on
1: this you're good <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we're living in a movie that we're just trying to recreate and all these things like we're recreating emotions and moments from movies that we've seen that like mm. like okay think about it in a as a child You watch something like Fox and the Hound and you see that, you know. Oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah, so (laughs) so like, okay, or like a movie where like a dog dies, okay? You've never had a dog in your life. You've never experienced death in your life. But for some reason, that moment is so sad to you and you understand those emotions. How? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like uh, Joe Rogan has said something, or, or Jr. We won't give him the shine. Has <laughs> right? okay. said something on uh, his podcast. We said like if you had a man and you locked him in a room for his whole life, like twenty plus years, uh, never had any interaction with anybody. I, like they fed him his food through a hole in the wall and blah blah blah. But if you were to put a naked woman in front of him his instincts would kick in like he's never seen another person ever a day in his life but like his hormones just by seeing a woman for the first time with no clothes on it's like instinctively he would have a physical reaction to that even though it's like
2: a hormonal physiological level that we get Mm -hmm. into but exactly yeah no it's totally true but i mean like think about it then like for the rest of your life you're still watching these movies where people die or like the princess gets Saved or whatever and then like you imagine that that's gonna happen somewhere in your life and something similar to that happens And like you make that, you know, that snaps happens and you like make that connection and you're reliving that moment You don't even understand that. It's not even an actual
0: mm.
2: Emotion that you've like it's just a manifested like made up emotion that you're feeling you can very quickly be like I'm actually not hurt. Thank you
3: <laughs> right <laughs> And like how many people do you hear like when they see movies and they're like, "Oh, I want I want to have a relationship like that." Well, how do you know yes. that? How do you know that relationship is going to work for you? you
1: I, want, exactly. I want I want my notebook moment. It,
2: like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've never actually seen that movie so I can't. What? say don't. I, yeah, don't. I don't watch. whoa. whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Don't.
1: Are, are you are you hating on the notebook? It <laughs> don't.
5: It is a trash movie. It is, what it is. Thank you. Thank <laughs> trash you. film in yeah. terms of relationships it is trash you're right yeah like- actually yeah, you know don't
2: watch a lot of these like rom-coms and stuff that come out I watch like a couple with my favorite actors and actresses because I'm like okay these people are just funny and I understand that it's not realistic but like there's a couple like I can't even think of the names right now that I've literally just shut off because I'm so frustrated by like how manipulative <laughs> one of the people is or like yeah. whatever how unrealistic it is and I'm like, people actually subscribe to these manuscripts, and they like try to live them out. And it's it's the, it's just, the
3: Bible for some people.
2: Yeah, it's totally inauthentic, and I don't believe in living inauthentically. So, all right,
1: cool. all right black boy, you wanna you wanna? Yeah, we'll let you get get to walk it. Walk <laughs> 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 All
5: right, so I I just want to start off with uh, what originally kind of motivated me to ask you to join us. Um, And it was a Twitter quote-unquote rant, if you will, uh, that you went on.
0: A thread. um, Stream of
5: consciousness. A thread. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to share this. Literary
0: excellence.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I want to share this with everyone uh, before we get into it. So, uh, here we go. Women will say They want their man to be able to cry in front of them or trust them to console him during difficult times. But most women don't know how to handle a man's emotions and none of y'all are ready to have that conversation. And this is why emasculation is and always will be one of the biggest detriments to personal relationships caring for him doesn't only look like cooking his favorite meals and letting him cuddle you it looks like two people coming head to head to solve a problem that otherwise would have kept going unseen because one of the other is too afraid to appear weak it sounds like honest conversation and patience with words we all know when emotions emotions hit it's hard to find the right words to say, and it's easy to jump to conclusions when we feel we're having to defend these, these emotions. It feels like empowerment. Empowering him to open in, in a way society has pressured him to keep suppressed. Making him feel secure in his relationship to you. Empowering yourself to be the rock in his life when society has always suggested that it is the male's job. But none of y'all are ready to have this conversation because many are afraid of your own emotions and it scares you to think you'd be responsible for a man's emotions, suggesting theirs are any more or less than our own. We all experience the same emotions. We all need
1: help.
0: Mm.
3: (laughs) Wow. That
1: part. part. Wow. Um, That part love
4: it let the healing begin let the let healing the healing begin, begin.
0: begin.
5: The um and <laughs> although we've had incredible discussions so far um the the main objective today was to discuss the concept of emasculation um of men specifically obviously um but i also want to make it clear that this is not A platform that we are trying to target women because this happens um with men as well you know the emasculation of men from men um and i guess to enlighten the audience uh we should begin with defining what emasculating means Um, get them trab
1: or hood hood.
5: (laughs) oh wait trab you got it
1: no, you good. You can just get him, okay. hood.
5: <laughs> um, you the point God tonight. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, to emasculate is to deprive a man of his male role or identity. Uh, to castrate, lack of a better term. Um,
3: sound like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> to make someone or something weaker or less effective. Um. Now, how I guess, how would you personally, with your experiences, Helen, define um, emasculation? Was that definition how you identify with that term? Or, um, I mean, how else would you explain it?
2: So in certain senses, like in other conversations that I would have, yes, that is the absolute definition that I would give it. Um, And we can definitely go into those waters too um but in this particular circumstance i was more speaking to um emasculate emasculation as like not allowing them to express themselves emotionally or like spiritually in a relationship because like i said we don't know how to support those emotions and it scares most women to think that men are actually capable of breaking down and crying and having the same emotions and the same reactions as we are, because they're typically seen as like our pillar as like someone who's supposed to be someone that we can lean on and they just deal with their emotions in different ways. And no one really speaks about like the difference or the similarities in how we all go through emotions.
5: Because we're all human.
2: Because we're all human.
5: But we try to like, I guess, differentiate between the two. Um, Because of the roles that society has placed on all of us and how we're supposed to behave and Mm -hmm. uh, how we've mentioned how men are supposed to be the strong ones and and kind of like suppress our emotions like you said in on in the Twitter. Um, in the Twitter. Wow. I'm old. Oh my god.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> y'all 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 uh, y'all y'all know how to do that thing in the Twitter. In the Twitter. In the Instagram. Twitter. On uh, on the on the, on the, uh, the Facegram. <laughs> on the Facegram. <laughs> what about that Snapbook?
4: that
1: Snapbook? I like that one. <laughs> what what um, them uh, them uh, them TikTok videos y'all be doing? <laughs> <laughs> them, them damn tick, them them tick tacks, them T-tams. damn top tick, them damn top tick videos. Y'all be doing.
5: Was there? I had lady
2: once say Snapchat, and I just said I've been.
1: Snapchat, wow. wow.
2: Snapchat. She didn't even. I want, mean to say Oh, we gonna utilize like,
1: that. Oh, I want a yeah, shirt. I, I want a shirt that, that says Snapchat.
2: Anything but it's Snapchat.
5: It's one. Did you open my Snapchat?
2: Wow. Yeah. But um,
0: uh, pencil that in for future church. Ether
3: merch.
5: facts
0: facts (laughs)
1: claiming it now guys
5: was there a like um specific experience or moment that inspired that uh that journal entry I guess on Twitter or was it just like what you were thinking about how uh we're working in society right now
2: um kind of both. I had been reading some other girls like Twitter feed and um, I'd already been thinking about this for a while just because of my whole relationship with my ex-boyfriend now um, and like how I was trying to navigate his emotions when he didn't even know how to express his emotions as a black male who's been taught to not express those emotions. Um, But um, I like Obviously, it's stemmed from that girl. She was talking something about, like, her baby daddy, she called him, which I hate that term, but, like, she was like, oh, my baby daddy, like, showed up and he was crying and he was, you know, saying how he wants me back and all this stuff, and he's, like, been showing me that he's doing such a great job and stuff, but I just can't put up with a man that shows up to my doorstep crying like a bitch and, like, all this stuff, and, like, I just, I yeah i cringe so hard at that and like rather than becoming that keyboard warrior i was just like you know what let me just make a general generalized kind of thing and put it out there but she never did see it but might have benefited her but
0: uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a bitch. yeah
2: like i i just i i, really I already like hate that, that word bitch. as it is yeah. yeah but like i i just think that's like the most dehumanizing like or i guess emasculating word that you can use for a man i think it's even worse than pussy like calling somebody a bitch
1: we laugh at that word
2: i do too i do too like i call myself a pussy all the time I'm like i'm not doing that i'm a pussy <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> you are right though like calling a man a bitch definitely resonates more than calling him a pussy yeah. like like someone yeah, calls you a like, yo you a fucking bitch well wait what'd you say you're all pussy all right though, yeah, <laughs> yeah i am what i, you I you eat, eat.
1: yeah Yeah, that's always that's always the bar you know I am what I eat
2: (laughs) but I mean like in the past where this topic has really stemmed from is like the first time like the first time that I ever really experienced what it felt like to show up for a man like I had been practicing it with previous relationships but like my husband um towards kind of the end of the relationship we like, obviously we weren't doing well. And like one night I came to him and I was being the emotional one at first. Like I was the one that was crying. I'd been in my, in our bedroom crying and he was downstairs. And like, I just came downstairs and I was like, baby, like, can we please talk? Like, let's get this all out there, whatever. And like, he just instantly started crying and like relaying all this stuff on me. And He said some things that were slightly hurtful, but, like, in the moment, I realized, like, I can't react to them because, just like I said in the tweet, like, we all are going through these really, like, rough emotions at the time, and, like, if we're not used to expressing them, we might say something that we don't necessarily mean, and I think allowing them that space to be, like, let me correct myself before I offend myself by thinking that that's what he meant. Um, But that was kind of, like, the first experience that I had where I was, like, okay, I have to really show up for him right now and like i i can't sit here and think about what he looks like crying like i think my first instinct was literally to take my hands and like wipe his tears away
0: i th-
1: and- thought you were about to choke him
2: <laughs> stop it stop it stop <laughs> no like i mean i i that was like my first time where i was like wow like men do experience the same kind of hurt in relationships that we do where like it's such a common narrative that like men are the ones to not be emotional in a relationship and they constantly have to be probed for those things or like, which they do in a sense, but it's like a positive probing. But I mean like, like it's, it's such a common narrative that like men are going to be the ones that don't show up to therapy and that they don't reach out for help and they don't do all these things. Like, I mean, there's statistics on males alone having a greater population of suicides than females almost four times. Um, yeah, and that doesn't
1: that doesn't get like enough, shine, And I'm like, it's again, like your opinions on so, so many things are like so refreshing to me because I can I'll speak for the group and say like there's definitely a stigma. And I won't say that it's an unearned stigma that, you know, black men repress a lot. And mm-hmm. the reason why I love these guys is that I could all say like we're well, young African American males who like we lead with our emotions. Like we're able to say like oh I don't like that or this makes me sad. Like I don't feel the yeah. same to cry in front of somebody. I, I take that watching someone cry in front of me. I take that as the ultimate sign of respect. That yeah, you I do. Feel too. That comfortable to show these emotions. But um, you touched on something that I often have trouble with myself and I kind of want to like get your opinion off it so you were speaking on like when y'all had that emotional moment with you and your ex that out of anger he said some things that you were able to you know brush off and say you know I know you're upset so for me and this has always been an issue that I've always had and Jordan knows I can't unring bells if you say certain things to me I can't forget it so it's like if we're in a relationship and out of anger you say like oh that's why you like, oh, yeah, you a bitch for real. Or, oh, like, oh, you think you're so cool. or Oh, that's why no one really likes you. Like, I've always been, there is some truth in things that you say when you're upset. Not really the other side of it. Like, oh, you're just saying that because you're angry. So could you kind of like talk to me about that? Like, so are you leaning more towards you said it because you're upset? Or somewhere in you, you felt maybe a minuscule version of that insult. And it's just kind of slipped out because you're angry.
2: I think a little bit of both, but I, I don't think it's necessarily up for me to like define that in that moment. Okay. I think I think allowing to like open up the floor to that and say, okay, I'm gonna stop you because you just told me that you hate me, or you just told me that I'm a bitch and all these things, and I want you to elaborate on that thought exactly. Oh, I like
1: that.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I challenge him. I love that. I'm yes, my
2: because- bitch. Because I love how, that. I love that. How else no, not even how am I a bitch. Like that I because that's taking the defense. Where like I don't okay, so for one, I don't argue in fights. Like no I've never been the type to like raise my voice or like I'm I'm try I try so hard to be in control because I grew up in a very explosive household
0: mm-hmm.
2: where like we fought. We literally we physically fought. Um like it was just kind of like we had fight night. When everybody was too mad at each other, we just boxed. Um, And so I, like, never wanted that in my own relationships growing up. Like, my husband and I, when we first got together, like, um, his parents never fought either. And so we had that conversation where we were like, you know what? We're going to be loving or we're going to be nothing. And, like, even if those things slip out every now and again, we have to remind ourselves that this is a person that I'm in love with, um, that I'm sharing this space with, that I ask them what is wrong and I need to know what I can do to do better, or just genuinely, like, what do you mean? Like, why did you mean that? Or was it just an emotional thing? Like, I don't care why I'm a bitch. I don't care how I'm a bitch. I wanna know what you meant by it. Right. Like, I, I, I'm, like the question is never going to be, how am I a bitch? What, what did I do that made you think I was a bitch? All this stuff, it's more of, okay, rewind before you say another thing let's elaborate on that because maybe elaborating more on that exact moment where you felt so angry that you had to allow those words to slip out because that's that was anger that was a loss of control of your emotions i want to hit on that exact moment and let's talk about it and then i guarantee the rest of that conversation is going to be smooth sailing like nine out nine out of ten times when i've done this with people like even my best friends when like we've had you know drunk fights or like whatever like i've i've always stopped and been like okay you're not gonna talk to me like that and we're gonna sit here and talk about why you said that because clearly there is something behind it and it's not necessarily that i am a bitch maybe it's just that you were feeling angry in that moment and you need help right now you need help Mm. understanding that emotion
1: I love that. But just to follow up, uh, and again, bringing to all of my personal experiences, because I'm the exact same way. I was brought up to, you know, don't go to bed mad. That was, I was always taught. Don't go to bed angry, talk about it, get out. But a lot like you, like, obviously, I can get loud, like, if I'm taken there. But for the most part, I would say 90% of the time, I'm you. Like, I'm the calm demeanor. I'm saying yeah. it. But I've found that in a lot of circumstances and relationships that I've been in, if I'm in that, okay, what is it that you're angry about? It's they receive it as me being patronizing, mm. like what Trav, like what Trav was saying, like when he was going through his thing with his ex. She's like, "How are you being so calm right now?" And Trav's like, "Oh, cause like I care about you genuinely." So I, I've <laughs> right. encountered yeah. that issue a lot, where it's an argument. The other party's loud, angry, upset, belligerent, and me not trying to, you know, feed into that to worsen the fire. I'm trying to, you know, bring it back down, decompress. But it's just like, oh, you being smart right now? Like, why are you talking to me in that tone? Why are you so calm? And it's like, it's received as a negative thing where like you're saying, I'm trying to like be the cooler head to get you to a point to where we're able to have a dialogue and not just having a who can get louder match.
2: yeah. I mean, in those circumstances, when like it, it does become that, I think it's best to just step away. You can go to bed angry, it's perfectly okay. But you both have to understand that it's not just gonna be left right there. You're not just gonna wake up yes. in the morning and you're gonna yes. make another coffee again and it's gonna be fine, or That's you're not just gonna wake up in the morning and completely ignore each other. Like that. You have to reconvene at one point to a degree where you can respect each other and actually withstand being each, in each other's presence. And if it's going to get to that level, honestly, I think you guys maybe would just be better off separating for even a few days. Like I, I I have no shame in separating from my partners if things like just aren't going well or like we're arguing or like whatever, you know, emotions are heavy and none of us really understand them. Like I have no problem saying, you know what, I'm going to give you your space because clearly right now you can't think of the words that you need in order to respect me. And so I'm going to give you that space. And I'm, pretty good at doing that to myself too, to be like, all right, I'm about to say something really offensive that I don't mean. Like I said before to you guys, I speak slowly because I think pretty deeply about what I'm about to say because I have a tendency to (laughs) speak out of term. Um, But I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's truly empowering to be able to come to somebody and be like, what do you need? You know? And I think women respond so negatively to men doing that because of that constant narrative that men aren't capable of those emotions and that they aren't capable of actually making a change or making a difference in our lives or anything like that. But that also has, that falls on us as women to be like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, my ex was probably a really shit person, but that does not mean that this person is. And maybe the reason my ex was such a shit person was because I never told him what I needed from him. Mm. Like men are, men are only going to do what you allow same with women but I mean like speaking to women men are only going to do what you allow and if he doesn't know what you need from him if he doesn't know like how to show up for you even he's not going to do that he's going to show up in the best way that he knows how to
4: right. oh, I just I just want to I just want to add something real quick oh man <laughs> There's so many um, women in my life, like my sisters or, you know, my mother or even my lady. They'll say to me, you know, there are women that are out here who think like you, who basically are really because from what I'm hearing, it's you're very like balanced in your thought. Like, OK, men should do like we should all treat each other equally. Correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on happy.
4: social on, <laughs> on social media. <laughs> And from what I see, I don't know if it's my algorithms or whatever it is, all I see is men bashing. You know, yeah. niggas ain't shit, this, that, and the third, men is blah, 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 da da da. And I see this all the time. And so I have these arguments with either friends who are girls or sisters or whoever. And it's like, yo, that's all y'all talk about. That's all, that's, that's all I see. That's all I hear y'all say is that, you know, we ain't shit, we ain't shit, we ain't shit. And I get, I get. Super emotional because I see people like the guys that are here, myself included, and, and other friends, like guys who are genuinely trying to do what's right and genuinely trying to have a healthy and positive um, relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: I, this question really isn't just for you. It's kind of like for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, who do y'all, do y'all see that? Like, do y'all see the, 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 the men bashing on social media
3: yeah i i see it a lot and then it's and it's and it's funny because when i see it there's always like there's always like a few questions that that run through my head first it's like who hurt you but then it's like also but then also those questions where where i'm thinking do you really mean this or is there is there something that you're trying to mask that you don't really want to talk about so Mm the easy way to kind of cope with that is just go completely to the bashing so that you can, which kind of you're avoiding what actually is the deep rooted cause. So like I see, cause like, I see so much of it where to, where I'm thinking like, there's look, there's no, there's, there's no possible way that every single one of you, like this is the same exact feeling that you have towards men, but, or like, you know, if you see it, Towards females, but whatever. But in this concept of of, of men bashing, yeah, like I see that, and it just and it just makes me think: is there something else that we should be talking about, but no one's addressing it? So to
0: to people like
3: that,
5: um, to me, it kind of almost looks like it's a search for support. Yeah, because if I were to
2: nice titties, by the way.
5: Thanks. <laughs> see
0: see the, way, see the way he
5: perked
3: up. He said. You see he flexing. He said.
2: Why, why he moved the
1: camera too?
3: Yeah. How many? How many glasses of rose? You got, man.
1: He said. He said, I'm gonna say it with my chest.
3: <laughs> Yo, since we since we can't can't go out. If you if you didn't know, whenever we go out in the summertime, and he has a button up shirt, the drunker oh, he gets. You. The, it's going to be the bottom button. <laughs>
0: I've seen
2: the pictures. I've seen the pictures. I know this man listen,
3: by now. Listen, listen. Sure,
1: i because look, I'm hot now. Look, it's crazy. We all have a tell. It's like when the drunker, the, look, look, look.
2: The
1: drunker, the drunker hood gets the lower his button goes. The drunker Trav gets the lower his eyes go. Yeah. <laughs> the drunker I get, the louder I get. And the junker jerk, you could tell his nose sweat.
2: It's What about you? Stronger, you? I get the less control I have over what I say. <laughs>
1: He's all W-w-w-w-w-w. I didn't even get loud I just don't even I don't
2: no, even say where so. this just, like just, rapid fire. <laughs>
1: just making noises.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> <lose>. ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots
2: of finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> White girl. <laughs> <laughs> <You're sick. laughs>
0: I mean,
1: you didn't you didn't answer. You didn't. Yeah, uh,
2: sorry to interrupt you. I know.
1: Um I definitely I definitely see that and kind of like speak to it like a different note to that it's when i see like if i see a a collective of guys um bashing women because that does happen too again we're an equal opportunity podcast here we're aware that both genders ain't shit at circum at certain times but if i see like a group of men bashing women if women come to defense it's the men who are trash in that circumstance but flip it, if I see women bashing men, if men come to the defense it's oh, y'all are sexist, it's, oh, of course you would say that, you're a man. It's, yeah. it's not equal. It's like if, 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 women are talk, if women are talked down upon and women come to the defense, it's togetherness, it's women empowerment, it's, oh, you're sticking up for your sister. But if a guy's getting attacked and a guy comes in, oh, of course you would say that you're a man you don't understand what we're saying and it's like that discrepancy going back to like you know the dad lives matter episode go back and listen everybody uh women get their shit off on father's day all the time i've never seen a man get their shit off on mother's day like we give the respect to the mothers that they rightfully deserve but it's not giving back
4: would you would you say would you say that that's um would you say that women kind of encourage for other men to bash other men? Like, you know how they talk about dirty macking where like a guy, if he's well, trying to talk one, to a girl.
1: One thousand He has to put down the guy
4: that she's with.
1: Yeah. I would I would definitely say and to, to make it like a broader thing, not to that specific thing, but kind of going back to what I was just saying. If women are bashing men, in a way, I feel like they're kind of waiting for other men to come in and be like, yeah, yeah. And,
2: okay and i'm sorry like i actually in those circumstances i almost hate the men that come and try to do like the whole me white too thing. Me. like where too. they're like oh <laughs> well especially the ones i mean i get it all the time in my dms where like a guy will slide in okay so i have a lot of married men that like send me dick pics and oh. i've actually called them what? out on social media <laughs> yeah I yeah
0: have, some like, filthy shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like I've I've legitimately took screenshots and posted it on my Facebook feed before. Um, <laughs> I didn't tag anybody. I literally just left the photo there, not the dick or anything, but like the not name. The dick. <laughs> not the
0: dick. Not the.
2: And uh, <laughs> but like but like I'll post that right, or I'll post like something else. Like I don't really do a whole. I don't I don't do man man bashing or anything. But like if somebody says something in my comments, and then like people automatically assume that that's my thought. Other dudes will kind of like white knights slide in my DMs and be like, I'm absolutely not like that. Um, you should give me a chance sometime. And I'm like, I would.
0: I'm
2: like, you know what? That's really great that you're not like that, but I'm not interested. Go be not like that to some other woman that is maybe experiencing bad things with men. But I think, like, it, okay, for one, there's a lot of hurt people hurting people
1: oh big, big time. hurt people say it they hurt people. <laughs> people hurt people
4: time for what
1: Heal. healing
5: healing. Uh.
0: Let healing let the begin. healing
5: begin
2: yeah but i mean like there's a lot of hurt people hurting people so women will you know <laughs> go from one relationship to another. Just like Esteban was saying, it's so weird calling you that. I'm just going <laughs> to call you Steve.
3: <laughs> wow. Call Steve. Call Steve. It comes back to the
2: Steve. Steve. All right. So just like what Steve was saying, like a lot of people just looking for support. So like women that are constantly in and out of relationships, like, I don't believe that they're looking for anything in particular. They might not even know what they're looking for. They just know that they're looking for somebody that might look like their baby daddy, might look like, you know, whatever, like, cause whoa, you know, a lot of women, whoa, a lot of women have that whoa, type. I
4: should not be on here. I am triggered. No,
2: <laughs> it's okay. Get triggered. You shoot them up together. But, um.
0: Hey.
2: But, uh, <laughs> but no, like women, especially we have like a specific type. A lot of the time, like we grow up imagining what our wedding day is going to look like and what our husband is going to ultimately look like walking down that aisle. And so we have that type and we almost disappoint ourselves by not healing from each relationship. And then we go into another one and we don't necessarily lay out expectations and say, you know what? I need you. I need you to do this. I I need to know that you're capable of doing this. And like, it goes back to the whole moving off or like leaving respectfully. Women don't necessarily know how to do that because our sole purpose is, or our sole like focus is on finding that supporter, not necessarily finding a partner, if that makes sense. And so like these women are just hurt and they're just looking for anybody that's going to be that support, that pillar. And when that man doesn't show up the way that they need them to, because they might not have actually listed their expectations clearly or even shown up. I'm losing light. Dang it. I hate this time I'm not losing day. voice so i hate okay. this time of day whoa Oh
1: wow go ahead and glow on them oh i need that like
2: <laughs> i didn't need that much like okay some
1: more beer
5: yeah wait okay um please excuse the interruption we're, we're taking a little quick commercial
1: break for a uh sorry
2: i needed a margarita right,
1: it's fine we'll cut this out just uh
2: okay anyways um so back to the whole hurt people hurting people whatever everything um
1: and we're back like, edit point
2: point. and we're back um yeah like women women are just constantly searching for that support and that um pillar in a relationship and they're not necessarily thinking about maybe how they're showing up in the relationship they're just accepting they're they're expecting a man to know exactly what she needs because maybe he knows that her last partner hurt her and so she's like okay so he knows that so he should know that I don't want to get hurt again but I'm not about to sit here and explain to him how I need to be loved because I shouldn't have to do that but realistically everyone owes that to their partner to say, Hey, I need you to do this for
0: me.
1: And I've, I've talked about this before and foreshadowing to another episode. It's like, if I have five things that I need from a significant other, and let's say the person that I'm with, does three of the five and the relationship goes left. Cause we're not fulfilling each other's needs. A lot of time what I see happen and I've been victim of it. If, or if I find someone who does one of the things that I didn't get somewhere else? I automatically latch onto that person, not even knowing if they cover the other four things that I'm looking for. Yeah. And I see that happen a lot. Like, because yep. I didn't get it here, I found it somewhere else, but you don't do any of the other things that I want that I did get the other place.
2: Mm-hmm. These are like kind of like trauma bonds in a sense.
1: Mm. Trauma bonds. Whoa. I like that. Oh, hold Whoa. Up. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, duh. Duh. oh my. Where's the soundboard at? Oh my trauma <laughs> bonds. Yeah, I like, trauma I like
2: that. I'm trauma get bonds that. happen, get that. happen that on all the time. Trauma bonds happen fresh out of a relationship. It happens years after a relationship when you're just getting Damn. to be again. Like it those those things happen when you don't know your own expectations and you're willing to settle or willing to compromise your actual values in a partner. Where like, you're like, you know what, I just need somebody so bad right now. And you're showing up in exactly the ways that my ex didn't. Or you're showing up exactly in the ways that I need you to now. That mm. I don't even care what it looks like in the future. Because people have this belief that like just because hey, we're yo. in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they they have this belief up, that just yeah. because we're in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that like you're going to eventually learn what, how, what you need to do to love me. And yeah, that's why a lot yeah, of relationships yeah. fizzle out and they fail. Because... People aren't working over time to mend first. Like people can be successful from a trauma bond. They can, but it's it's a matter of mending that trauma and like mending that bond throughout, like over time in that relationship and being like, you know what? This was us from the beginning. And like, maybe I didn't know everything about you, but I knew that those things drew me to you. So I'm going to cling to those and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but then you're going to have to figure out what's worth staying for like what like because I mean our values and relationships they change every single time and this is why I think women fail in relationships and finding the man and I'm going to speak for women because a lot of the time like women are focused on finding a longevity partner rather than like men aren't always like I don't want to speak this is a very broad blanket statement Mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. like I mean we can all say it, like, women are looking for that partner, like, instinctively, just we're instinctively looking for that person that's going to provide for us down the road or that's going to die with us. Right. Um. But, hey, yeah.
4: Uh, uh, the, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the one part that y'all, going back to the uh, conversation earlier about the movies and everything, growing up, like, my favorite movies, which I got made fun of a lot, was, like, Beauty and the Beast. And, like, Aladdin, a where, movie. where you know, it was a love interest. It was always about getting the girl and blah, blah, blah. And then growing up, and I think I've said this before on this show or, or maybe not, but growing up with my parents, my parents divorced when I was about nine or ten, and a lot of the relationships outside that I saw around that time, people were getting divorced and just breaking up, and blah, blah, blah. And even in entertainment music tv just everyday conversation i was always shown or led to believe that men were trash women were great women were good women were the ones that got cheated on men were the ones that were cheating and so i grew up thinking to myself i'm never gonna treat a lady like that and i'm gonna just do great and i'm just gonna love women and then
0: yeah and then you
4: meet then you meet that other type of woman who, you know, maybe is toxic and it just kind of changes your whole perspective on everything. Yeah. But I yeah. wanted to add that to what you were saying earlier about maybe men not looking for relationships because I was definitely one of those kids. Like, I cried to break up songs and I did. I was never in a relationship.
2: You didn't either. even know what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what it you was, said, I feel
4: you, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, I was like, lately I have had the strangest
0: <laughs> <feeling.">
4: <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> seven years old <laughs> this, about this fictional girl yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah
2: yeah I think people like I said people show up in relationships with so they know how to and like until you start working together on the relationship you won't necessarily know what works for you um because I can be loving you a certain way that I've been taught how to all my life and I'm like expecting it to work for you because this is what's worked for everybody else. Or I guess what hasn't because obviously those relationships haven't been successful, but my stubborn ass, maybe I'm going to be like, well, this is what I am. This is, this is how I am. This is how I need it. And if you can't put up with that, then you obviously don't deserve to be in my life. But really like, if mm-hmm. I, if I can't get to your level, if I can't meet you halfway, I, I don't deserve to have you in my life.
4: Um. Quick question. Are you an wow. alien?
2: Am I what? <laughs> Are you an alien?
1: Not of this earth. <laughs> She's actually, yeah, because that, that, that really... That these really
2: big amazing. eyes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that really hit that really hit deep.
5: Because I like, just like... I mean, I, and I'm guilty of it too. It's like people have this mindset that like if someone can't accept me the way I am, then they don't deserve me. Mm-hmm. But you also have to keep in mind that you also need to be working on yourself as well. Yeah, Yeah, what about what about your negative qualities? Exactly. And (laughs) rebuilding that relationship with someone, not just thinking, Oh, I'm perfect. If you or I'm perfectly imperfect, if you can't accept me as I am, then get to seven.
3: Yeah, that that, my my statement is triggering for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I used to get a a lot of that when, you know, when we would try like, so how can we like work on to make this better? Well, this is just how I am. All right, well You're it's not, not
2: uh, though like yeah just like, like I mean I make that con- I make that excuse all the time like I'm late to everything my excuse has always been <laughs> excuse me I'm gonna be late to my own funeral
0: <laughs>
2: and like when I started to actually get into like a mentor when I got my first mentor she was like no you're not if you stop telling yourself that you're you're not gonna be late to your own funeral right and like now I, I mean I'm I'm an adult now so I'm, I have to be better at and I'm in the military, so I definitely have to be better at being <laughs> yeah. on time and stuff. But like, it, it goes into everything else too. Like, I'm just bad at relationships. No, you're not. You're not. You're, you just don't understand relationships yet and what that looks like for you. And that's okay because does anybody, until they actually start getting into a relationship, does anybody know what they love and what they mm-hmm. don't love in a relationship? Does anybody know what their boundaries are until they're, until they're pushed?
5: Are you willing to adapt? Like, Are you know?
2: willing to adapt? Exactly. Like, I mean, and you said something about um, toxic or like our own toxic traits and stuff like that. So coming out of my divorce, my ex-husband never really touched on like what I did in relationship. It was kind of just like a falling off kind of thing. But like I, I didn't necessarily think about what my husband did in the relationship. I did. Like I thought about what hurt me about the divorce. But ultimately I was like, well, what did I do? Like, what? Like, and it wasn't like a defensive, what did I do? It was like a... A reflective. Yeah, reflective, like an introspection where I had to, like, I, I I, didn't date for a while. And I actually, like, the next boyfriend that I had, I broke up because I still saw certain patterns that I had been expressing in my marriage that, so like, I, I just saw that it wasn't working. And I was like, okay, I respect you and I can't date you right now because... I still have healing to do. I still have things that I need to work on in myself, like maybe some aspects of manipulation or like different ways that I, um, had no control over myself. I was very complaintive and like all this stuff. I don't even know if that's a word, (laughs) but anyways, (laughs) like I, I, I complained a lot in the marriage and like, I, I was, I just didn't do a whole lot. And a lot of it stemmed from like mental health that I had to take control of too. But I didn't want to bring those traits that I already knew about myself. I didn't want to bring that into my next relationship. I had to take responsibility over those things. And I had to like have full control over them first to be like, shit, girl, you're doing it again. Step back. Relax. Like, don't, you know, all these things. Yeah,
1: most, most definitely. And I'm kind of cheating because I know Travis's question. But like, going ahead. back to what you said, like learning your love language. Is so important. Like, yeah. am I a person that appreciates physical things? Am I a person that's like more sentimental? Like to Travis's question, I'll let you ask it after. Say, like, am I a person that I'm more like a tangible, like gifts? Like, is like receiving of? uh Is that how I get validation? Because like you're spending X Y Z on me, so I I correlate that to how you care. Because for me personally, I'm I'm physical. Like I want hugs, kisses. Like, I want want all that. Like, I just want, you know, rub on your earlobes, all that stuff. Like, that's my validation. Like, I'm trash at receiving gifts. Like, I always get really awkward, like, around my birthday. Like, for for other people's birthdays, I'm like, oh, my God, what do you want? Like, but when it's my birthday, I'm like, no, guys. No, save your money. (laughs) Right. <laughs> hey, just come around. Like, that's, <laughs> that's all I want. But I know Trav has a question to those boys. I just wanted to throw you the oop off the backboard. <laughs> well, I, I have one more mean?
2: thing before Trav. I'm sorry. Of so, course, like, no, go ahead. the love, like, the love languages. It's interesting that you brought that up because, like, I've studied them. I studied them in my marriage because I realized like something was missing, and I heard about it, and I was like, cool. Like, this is all the rave. Let's learn about it. I'm,
4: I'm physical touch. <laughs> As am
2: I. <laughs> Isn't that in a in love language?
1: Yeah, that's what I just said. I'm a phys- I'm physical, oh, physical touch. Yeah.
0: You know, I thought y'all was looking at me like I
2: was crazy. Like I was crazy. I'm definitely like physical touch, but I know, like yeah. I mean, okay, you didn't so, say anything wild. So the love, <laughs> the love languages they go so many different directions. Mm-hmm. How do how do I receive love the best? Mm-hmm. Like what what things that that my partner does gets me gives me butterflies? What things that my partner does turns me on? Like all these things how, and then what is my love language towards my partner? How do I give love? Am I a physical person? Do I give gifts? Like all these things or, and then there's the third one too. You have to learn what your partner needs and how your partner gives love and vice versa and how they need to receive it. I think a lot of people only focus on their own love language and like how, how how do I need to be loved? They don't necessarily focus on like, how do I give love to? And I think like that disconnect where you don't have that conversation with your partner and they're like, why do you always give me gifts? I hate gifts. And you're like, well, that's, that's how I show love. But then you also have to learn how do they receive love? So maybe they don't like gifts, but they love words of affirmation. And you've never been good at giving compliments. You've never been good about showing appreciation or anything like that, but that, that you have to get into that practice of you know, expressing those love languages.
3: Yeah. Well, to that, to that exact point. um, So the, I feel like, and especially with men, I feel like there's men out here that feel like that by showering their um, partner with gifts, that's the best way to show them that they care. Now, do you think that there's any sort of emotional issues that they're trying to hide by doing that do you, and then another part of the question is um why do we see that more in men than we do in women and women and then do you think there's anything that any type of emotional issues that from maybe a woman might be trying to hide if this if they're okay with just accepting like all those gifts because i feel like people that mainly focus on just showering their partner with gifts I feel like neglect a lot of emotions that they should show towards their partner. Now it's, that's not always the case, but I just feel like those that are like, that's like their only in main way of showing they care. I feel like sometimes there might be some way, uh, some emotional, not maybe not issue, but maybe they just, they just don't know how to express themselves to their partner outside of being like, Hey, I bought you X, Y, and Z. This shows that, you know, I'm taking time to think about you and I care about you because I'm giving you something and I'm providing you something. So there's there's a lot of parts to that question, but I guess it just kind of ties into this whole discussion that we're talking about right now.
1: Check out the one more thing on there before I let her go with that.
3: it's a lot all right
1: (laughs) no it's not a question but just kind of to to set the stage for myself and my contribution to this it's like yeah go ahead i i feel for that person because so my relationship with my mom is like so touch and go now as i'm older because with my mom she was that person it's Mm -hmm. like i was very spoiled as a kid like a lot of gifts a lot of this that and third but and jordan can attest to this and it's always something that I felt with me. My mom never went on any field trip for school ever. And mm-hmm. that always made me mad. Like having like other people's moms, like Jordan's moms will come on field trip all the time. And I'll be, you know, the kid whose parent is a chaperone. You're so hype. Like, right. Oh, my mom's coming like this in the <laughs> yeah. third. So I never had that. So like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up. <laughs> cause my mom worked a lot and everything. So mm-hmm. like, that was her love language. Like, you know, giving right. me gifts and like PlayStations and stuff but, like the older that I got, like i I realized like it was semi like a distraction. Cause it's like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't account for how much she wasn't around because I had all these shiny things. Mm-hmm. And I feel for that person. I'm sure that we could tie this into a relationship cause no right. one on the outside feels bad for that kid. Cause they're like, oh, your mom buys you everything. Oh, you yeah. got all the new toys. Oh, you got PlayStation Seven. How'd you get that? That ain't even out yet. But really, that kid's in the house by themselves. Myself, just playing playing two player games, one player.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and then and then someone could also be like, yeah, my 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 mom and dad just helped me get through my math homework. And then you're like, well, I I didn't.
1: Yeah, I just did it by yeah. my my brother helped me. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So it's like kind of speaking to this, and I feel like it all goes into one thing. Like that person. Like, Travis saying, like, is there, like, an emotional disconnect or stigma? Because, yeah. like, you're, you're doubted upon. So, you're like, oh, this person cares, but they're not physically there for y'all to have, like, a tangible, physical connection. But it's like, they have to love me. They bought me all this stuff. But when's the last time you saw that person? Or when's mm-hmm. the last time y'all spent quality time?
2: Yep. Like I said, people show up the way that they know how to show up. People show up the way that they're expected to show up. My mom and I actually have been healing from this for, like, a few years now because um, I was the same as you. Like, I mean, my mom's a single mom. Obviously, she had many things to do. She worked full time. And then she was super heavy into, like, I mean, she was also a mechanic on the outside. So she was fixing people's cars, fixing her own bike, like, her own cars, all these things. She built our garage. Like, she was a hardworking woman. I don't think I ever saw her. She did it all. She did it all. My mom is seriously amazing. Like, she's going to be my first guest on my own podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll we'll be there. Be <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, I, like, we had this same conversation because in high school, I was an athlete. And in college, I was an athlete. And my mom was the one parent that never really showed up. And when she did show up, yep. she, she would sit at the very end of the bleachers the sit easiest the way. <laughs> yep, like, the closest to the door so she could leave after, and then she would just meet me at home. She wasn't there to congratulate me on my on my points, or, like, I danced competitively. She, she did stay for those, but, like, she never really understood the sport, and so she didn't really, like, get into it the way that I wanted her to. But, like, part of that, part of it today has been I've just had to forgive her for it. Like, I've I've had to forgive her because me as a kid, I had no idea how to express to her that I needed her to do that. Other than being mad at her, obviously, saying, well, you never show up to my games. You always say you'll well, – actually, she never did that. She always showed up if she said she would. But, like, you know, she, she did other things. She cooked for us. She provided for us. And to her, that was enough. Um, and like I said, she showed up the way that she knew how to show up. That was what she was taught. That was the only way that she knew how to survive as a mom was to provide that way. She didn't know that I wanted her to help me with my homework. Most of the time I did push her away too. Um, so I'm guilty for that. And that's why I've had to forgive her because I didn't realize that as a child I was doing certain things, certain de- defense mechanisms when I would be shut down by my mom, I would say, you know what? Fuck you then. I don't need you to go to my game. I'll just talk to my friend's parents because they're way more supportive than you are, which was never true. Yeah. Like that was she's true.
1: talking to my soul right now yeah
2: and it, like it wasn't that my mom loved me any less or anything like that it was just that i never asked her to so mm-hmm. coming well, oh into my, oh my. wow wait i <laughs> ready to hear that
4: so i'm convinced you're an alien <laughs> oh my
0: gosh
2: <laughs> but like going into relationships it it has a lot to do with the same thing like people just don't know that Love isn't just gifts, especially because in movies, once again, we're taught that the man shows up with roses in a bottle of champagne
0: yeah. or the
2: man buys mm-hmm. his woman a car and takes her on these fancy ass dates and all these things. And like we only see the superficial shit, especially mm-hmm. when we're on these like um, when we're on celebrities, Instagrams and stuff, which I don't follow a lot of inc- celebrities because I don't subscribe to their fake bullshit. But like I, I see it in real life. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, you know, they probably do, but, like, not to us. They don't show that to us.
1: Oh, my God, I'm quarantined in my 56-room house.
2: Yeah, but they don't, <laughs> they don't show those, like, lonely moments where they're right, like, right. damn, I wish my daddy would show up to my basketball games. Yeah. I, I wish that my husband would rub my feet, or I wish that my husband would, like, support my makeup artistry, like, whatever. Like, I, peop- they don't show you that. Yeah. People don't show you the struggles. Do you, do you know I
1: mean, Yo, I feel, I feel, feel like <laughs> you're speaking to me personally with so much. <laughs> to you know, kind of past speak past on that point, life. though,
5: um, I feel like we also as a society don't give celebrities that opportunity.
2: We don't. Uh, absolutely. Because we see league. it as a weakness, too. Yeah. We, yeah. See, we, want, had... we
1: want them to be the version that we see. Like, yeah, we well,
2: and it's the old adage, just like when somebody commits suicide or something like that. But he had everything right you have exactly. you have a 57 bedroom house why would you be sad why would you all, be because all the you're room friends is empty with, you're friends with tyga like why would you be lonely right like right, yeah. these, i don't know i don't know tyga i don't even know why i just thought that but. <laughs> nah,
1: but but that but that but that speaks that speaks to such like a bigger thing and uh i've had conversations off mic with everybody it's just like being by yourself in a two-bedroom house, I can only imagine being by yourself in an 86-bedroom house. Like I live just, in a
2: 524-foot, square-foot apartment, and I get lonely as fuck. Yeah,
1: like, could you imagine <laughs> living in a mansion and you have no one to share it with? You're just, like, yeah. opening all the doors and there's nothing in all yeah. the room.
2: Like, I guess like, I'll just make another IGTV video.
1: Yeah, like, that's, yep. that's such a, 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 <laughs> yeah. a crazy thing. Like, But it's like... It's like, it's like Helen saying, like, for the celebrities who had, they have so much on paper, but they're like, so empty inside. It's like, you you have to like, feel for that person. Like, it's so crazy. It's like, I got all this stuff and nobody to share it with.
2: Yeah. And like, Steph and Aisha Curry, like, when people think about their relationship and they see how like, developed they are and all that stuff, it probably took them a lot of healing together and working together to get to that standpoint. And I'm sure... Mm -hmm that some of it is a facade i'm sure it's not all perfect whatever but like they they've probably put in a lot more work than someone like i don't even want to make assumptions but you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. yeah. but I like i feel like we're getting
2: kind of off good. topic now yeah we'll but go like, back i don't
1: yeah. know if y'all hear any of this noise but they're legit shooting a music video right outside the window <laughs> like- oh, i don't hear anything Oh y'all don't hear it. No. That part out yeah. Perfect. I just saw right.
0: y'all laughing so, and um, I does it does it that's I'm looking does
1: out the window and I see just mad people with with toy guns. I hope they're toy guns. Oh
3: my
1: god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 filming really? a video on a on a phone, nonetheless, <laughs> not a camera.
0: <laughs> does, it,
3: does it sound hot? You, you gonna get a featured? No, nah.
1: <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> Little nah. Richie on the track. Little Richie on the
0: track. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this the guns uh, are going. pew, pew,
1: pew, 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 pew that's
4: funny. Said bow. Um. So yeah. I want to I want to so, ask a very controversial question that Matt was supposed to
1: ask, but I'm going to ask anyway because he's. I'm it. You want me to I'll he's, do he's, it? Because
4: he's pussy. <laughs> um. <laughs> wait.
5: Wait.
1: Wait.
0: Hold we, on, we, wait. Hold on, Helena. Wait. What? What did you call it? him? What you call hold
1: him? On. I know. I said, hold on, helen I said he's, he's what, what is it? What is it that uh I did that made you feel like <laughs> that you had to get to a point to call me pussy? What? What happened? Uh,
4: it was. It was you not asking this question. <laughs> So um, I'm going to ask it for everybody. This is an open question for everybody. I like to ask those. Because I don't want to just put all of the pressure on you.
1: It's um, like how you do it on Facebook. You, you just know, ask a the question. The healing on one. <laughs> so <laughs> Ask a question and dip off. Yeah.
4: No, I do do that a lot. And, and it's, it's actually rather funny when I do it. Because no, it, it gets it people hilarious. to think. It gets, <laughs> I like people who think.
1: Um, they, do we are not social distancing.
4: Do we feel like all... Um, do wait how do, do we feel like all races of women
1: emasculate men
3: uh
2: publicly i think, publicly. It's, a, I think Public? it's a human issue it's I'll a human
1: issue i'll go i'll even say publicly
3: i felt we see it more in certain races you, publicly than we do others
2: so, <laughs> i would say so To take my but pussy badge off in very different ways in very different ways it happens
5: okay yeah that, that's 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 such wow mm. That's just a cultural thing. Like- so,
2: okay, actually, I really wanted to talk about this too. All right, let's get into the race stuff.
1: So, I, I, I'll, I'll go first. Because, um, and we, we talked about this yesterday and removing my pussy badge. And, uh, in my experience, <laughs> remove it. Removing it. In my experience, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I've never seen women in any other race other than black publicly bash the men of their culture
2: <laughs> i haven't you're, seen it. you're not on a white person's facebook then because i see that shit all fucking well look day. look
1: you're, you're enlightening me <laughs> i love you like i said like jordan was saying in my in my algorithms and my feed i do see a lot of black women who exactly. are those you know pro bashing men so, and Men ain't shit and this, then the third or whatever the posts are, but I don't really see that. And I always, I'm I'm always amazed at the shit that I have to say on this podcast, but I am not saying, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm I'm not saying that all women or all men for that matter, just to keep it PC, even though that's not my shtick. don't bash each other. I'm just saying in a public forum, my truth is I see primarily black women who bash men i don't see it or i've never seen it and if it's out there helen's going to correct me i've never seen women of caucasian or asian or middle eastern european whatever different ethnic groups you want to put on it i don't see that on public display it's as bashing men as so much yeah tearing down the men of their specific race public
2: right, so so i'm gonna say it again this is a human issue.
1: 1,000%.
2: It's it's a human issue to want to have an issue.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh.
2: And and I say this because, okay, so I have most of my girlfriends are black. Um, I just love them. They're wild. They're fun. And, and,
1: and we love you back, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: You're not a black girl.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I'm, like, um, I'm, t- I'm touching my
1: feminist side.
2: The white women on my feed, on my Facebook feed specifically, have the same issues with the fathers of their children as black women do. But I do see that it's expressed differently. And I, I, I almost want to say, honestly, black women are more empowering to themselves. Whereas white women are more like praise the white man, which is such fucking bullshit. I hate saying that, but like agree. the white, the mm-hmm. white women on my page, a lot of the time, like, yeah, they're bashing them. But it's more of like a, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it.
4: Are they, are they asking for pity or is it like a, is it more It's like awful. asking
2: for pity. Yeah. I think like more like, well, he left me with nothing and I'm broke and I'm just a poor mm. mom and single mom and all this stuff. Whereas like black women, they've had centuries of this shit where they've had to fight for their success. And I see them rising to the top a lot easier a lot not easier excuse me a lot uh faster i feel like than white women because white women sit in sulk that i've seen they've been in the same fucking relationship for the last like seven years that i've known them like every single time i see them i'm like you're still talking about the same dude (laughs) <laughs> the same dude that ran you over with your car seven years ago
1: oh shit damn
2: wow. that, 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 like came, that came women, from a
1: personal really story.
5: paralyzed oh
2: my yeah, god yeah but i mean like black women wow <laughs> yeah but like black women are very quick to be like mm-mm, mm-mm. See, they think, might they might still fuck with you but like i think that's they're a lot problem. more closed off
4: i think that's my my personal problem is that we're here, we're here, we're, here. No, we're here no you're not my no, personal not. problem no. is i see other races of women white asian latina whatever you see a lot of those races of women who may not disrespect their man the way that black men are disrespected and i and one could say that black men we've disrespected black women, but I'm just speaking say, from say say that
1: again for the people that say we target women. No,
4: they they already know. Y'all heard y'all, it. Y'all, already know. y'all heard it. But I guess I guess my issue is, and like I said before, I'm very of the mindset of even if we break up, we don't have to be enemies. Yep.
0: Yeah, right.
4: be yeah. So in my brain, when I see the <laughs> niggas ain't shit posts from black women, it's kind of like, hey, where can we get to a point where we can get that respect just like all the other races because i didn't know that cheating was only exclusively for black, black men <laughs> yeah, yeah. or black men don't cheat
2: Ugh, when i like first told my family my ex-husband is hispanic like um when i first told my family that i was going to be with a hispanic man for the rest of my life like my aunt's first instinct was like you know they're lazy right
0: wow and i'm wow. like
2: no listen listen my response my naive ass was like men like okay he's just my Not husband no. and she's good, like good answer she's like no <laughs> he's like no his hispanic men she like yeah. literally whispered That's to right. me and i was like he's actually one of like the hardest working people i've ever met
1: That's no i'm gonna i'm, a, a, I'm a like, feed into the stereotype hispanic men are some of the hardest working people <laughs> like, <laughs> of, of all time <laughs>
0: oh, that, that
5: is true <laughs> work for nothing too
2: but okay so right. i actually so I'm going to take it away from kind of relationships for a second. We're going to talk about the emasculation of black men.
4: Let's do it. Please do it. I'm, I'm ready. Because
2: I, I I read a study that led me into multiple other like papers and whatever literature that I was reading about the emasculation of black men and how they were brought over for slavery. And they were basically like dehumanized and taught that like your emotions don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. Your needs don't matter. You're here to serve the white man.
1: Your property. Whereas
2: your property. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't matter. You don't need to have a wife and a kid that love you. Like you 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 can mate because we need more slaves and whatever else. I feel like so shitty saying this as a white person. No, but you're, I you're, promise you, if I get any hate in this, like you're not. I'm just look, look, look. Just you're not, you're not, you're not We got love. your
1: back regardless.
2: Yeah. One, right, thousand
1: the Ether lads got your back.
2: <laughs> yeah. I Listen just don't to the full say episode. If anything comes out as like, there
1: are people listen there are people who are going to hear this who don't no, want to understand are Yeah, so, so, very well so I'm sorry. Let me okay, let me say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me, let me just. I just want to say this to her for a sense. I'm a black man from Philadelphia with mad tattoos. Never been to cause a day in my life with a white mom. I am about as unbiased as you possibly can 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 be. I am saying as a Black man who has experienced the Black struggle but was raised within white privilege that Helen the Healing Ho is an advocate. If you got a problem with her, you got a problem with me, shut the fuck up and let her talk.
2: <laughs> that part. I love that. I feel like there needs to be that like voiceover from TikTok of that girl crying. <laughs>
0: them 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 and <laughs> them and tick
2: But um, no so this this essay went on to obviously more and more to explain the emasculation of the black man and the empowerment of a white man and so the empowerment of the white man was basically in support of these hard harsh emotions that white men were allowed to express because of the time they were allowed to be angry they were allowed to be masculine they were allowed to be you know rude and opinionated and all these things so historically white men have this obnoxious fucking pedestal where like black men still today are not supported on those levels they're not they're not seen the same way when they get aggressive and they get angry and stuff they're seen as an angry black man that needs to be gunned down in the streets
5: as a criminal Mm.
2: that's a criminal But then they see a white man and they're like, oh, he's probably just on drugs. Arrest him. Put him on cops and laugh at him. Like all this shit. Yeah. And so like, I feel like white women, when they love a white man, they are totally accepting in such weird ways. And I know I'm going to get heat from this, from people that support, you know, and advocate for, you know, abuse and all these things. I do the same thing. I've read the studies. I've spoken to women, all these things white women are very accepting of men of white men being in these positions mm. and allowing them to be aggressive and all these things and like that's why the statistics against white women and black women white women are statistically in like bigger group i can't speak right now my jaw's locking up no,
3: <laughs> but it. um, it's all it's all good
2: like they're they're um statistically experience more abuse than black women apparently i i'm sure it's reported on a reported basis just like the whole male female rape thing but i think that leads into why culturally it's harder to accept a black man and his emotions in a relationship than it is for a white man if that makes sense like that
1: that makes all the sense in the world
2: yeah like i i mean this had me like thinking really late one night like i was just trying to think of like my relationships in the past with like white men and my relationships now with black men and like how i show up now because i don't know if you know this but i primarily only date black men and if it's not a black man it's a hispanic man
1: (laughs) And we love you, baby. I just gotta type.
2: Just gotta type. Right? That's my type, baby, That's my type. <laughs> and if they're black and Hispanic. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, my, my, so
1: my daughter's half Puerto Rican. <laughs> so, so that's that's why uh, uh, that's Steve weird, Steve. Yeah. Is yeah, that was a really guy. weird. Guy. <laughs> leave it on the mic. Leave it on the mic. I
2: mean, I like girls too, but she's probably a little young. <laughs>
1: Oh no! I was oh, just speak. Oh, I was just speaking yeah. to my relations to the Hispanic. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, oh,
2: to <laughs> oh my god! I took it. Through. I didn't know oh, that, that I had to oh, explain that. I took it too. I took I it too. I had to, I took My it child
1: there. is seven years old. <laughs> I didn't know I had
0: to explain that.
1: <laughs> I think it was the way you
5: kind of glared at her. I was like, "Where is she going with <laughs> I this?"
1: I'm there. I'm good. Woo. And edit point. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah. we're gonna leave all this. I love it. I love Please, I I no. love it. I love the real rap rawness. <laughs> Completely
2: unfiltered. I am so, so sorry. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely I, I took it there. I nah. mean I can't because I'm gross, but like I, I
1: still Oh you nasty too?
2: Girl, I'm nasty. nasty.
5: <laughs> oh you nasty, nasty,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah. Ellen nasty. Ellen <laughs> 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 nasty. Did we did we give them their inches for this episode? Not. Let's do it this now while we're Damn, This is infinite oh, inches right here. Yeah, this is... This is...
3: If,
0: infinite <laughs> inches. <laughs>
3: yeah, this this Wesley Pipes.
0: <laughs> Yo, when, he made the made, lead. when he made the lead in the
1: Hall of Fame now.
0: <laughs> Yo,
1: infinite inches on this episode for that act.
0: Less Let's
5: Let's go. Oh my I don't even want to call this the imagination of man anymore. I think we should just call this the healing, honestly.
1: Let the healing begin.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I think I think that's a bigger conversation that like we really need to have as as a human race. Like, yeah. why are we the way we are currently? Because I, I still it boggles my mind every day. Why? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with
1: y'all.
0: Like,
4: oh. I, I, I. <laughs> it bothers me because historically, and I, and I'm just speaking from the black man and black woman experience. There, it, like historically, I feel like. We've always treated our women a certain way. We've always ruled with our women. We've always, you know, like even like Pharaoh was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a king or queen. It wasn't a it gender was, specific. It was, title. Just, it was just a title. And I just feel like to be called ain't shit now is like so mind boggling because it's like, it can't just be because of cheating. Because if that's the case, then all men ain't shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it, yeah. and historically, Y'all, y'all kind of did us dirty, too. Like, y'all, y'all, yeah. y'all, did, us, y'all did us very dirty, so...
2: I mean, um. like, thinking back, just like you're saying, historically, um, we are predisposed to having those long-term commitments. Right. Like, I mean, even in African-American culture, slaves, like, families stayed together for the most part. Like, I mean, yeah, they were separated because of slavery and because of the disgusting white man, but like
4: we were still getting married, we were still having kids. You were still they
2: were still getting married, they're having babies, they were bonding for life because they needed that in order to survive the emotional and physical trauma that they went through. So now um I I mean I've seen more studies too, or like just read articles and stuff and um speculation where black women respond to men ain't shit and say men ain't shit and all that stuff because of that prejudice. Predisposition that, like, they had a rock at one point in history and it was the black man, and now the black man lets them down, or simply it's just human error again. People just break up, they don't like you anymore, they don't need you anymore, they don't know how to love you, they don't know how to need you like, all these things, and people can't forgive each other for that. And so, they hold each other to like a certain standard, and then they hold the same person, the same next person, or the next person to the same standard and like they just keep getting re-hurt and re-hurt and re-hurt because they're not really looking into it as okay like i need this and what are you doing oh is that a child that's a child (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i just had like a squirrel moment i was like
3: what is that? <laughs> like, What's going on here?
2: I knew it was a bun, but I couldn't tell if it was yours and I didn't think you had a bun. Oh no,
0: I do. I do have one in my head. But, but no, Because <laughs> over so- here
4: at Ether Podcasts, we're exceptional fathers.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Look, they do it all. They do it all.
4: Do it all.
2: Do Steve's it all. turn next.
3: what did you just say Steve's turn next?
1: Yeah. Oh, Stevie,
2: Stevie, Stevie, you
1: haven't kissed Stevie. Oh goodness! Wow. Next Stevie <laughs> said, "I got mellow." Stevie next, said, "I got mellow." Yeah, Next question.
3: <laughs> Fatherhood. Fatherhood. <laughs> Fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Last See what you did there, Travis. He said, "Hardy, hard, hard." Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, this, but this nigga, but this nigga last name this Valentine, is. like he ain't in love. <laughs> 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 He says, shh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
4: Oh, that's a fire. How do you feel about the emasculation of uh, the the black man?
5: Oh, Okay, so from from my personal experience, it hasn't even been mostly from women. It's been, or I guess I should say partners. It's been from family members. Um and older individuals, something as simple as I wear tight clothes, right? And show
2: <clears throat> that butt.
5: Yeah,
3: I've <laughs> been <laughs> show show them, them glutes, <laughs> boy.
5: <laughs> I've been asked plenty of times if I'm gay. I've been told that I'm gay. That it's impossible that I could be straight wearing tight pants all the time. Um and it's simple things like that, that like kind of subconsciously and consciously make you challenge your own manhood. Um, so, I mean, from my experience, it's been mostly older people and men that have kind of, um, emasculated me, but, um, I, I do see it on all fronts. Um, I I like, like Helen was saying, I just think it's a human issue at the end of the day. Um, but uh, I mean, it's terrible. I just think people just need to stop being so judgmental and let people be free and be themselves. Um, I I think we need to stop also kind of giving just a concrete definition of what a man or a woman is. Yeah. And we just need to look at it as like we're humans. That's it.
2: And yep. I say, go so back, the time. Roles.
1: Yeah, yeah, I say, I say all the. Uh, that's a that's an ether podcast episode. By the way, go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I say, I say, I say plug all talk. the time. Look, plug talk. <laughs> I, what, what, what. you, sa- you <laughs> sounded sound like those.
3: You sounded like those uh, uh, drug commercials where they list all the what
1: it the, what the side thing.
0: effects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but I, I I say all the time, hood, and I'll let you go back. Like fair treatment isn't gender specific. Like I, I say right. that all the time.
5: And, and and I mean now, with how we are kind of shifting towards more of a progressive society, um, not as a whole, but we are tr- we are making efforts. We're, get, um, we're getting it's, there. it's it's no longer I really women.
2: The other day about this.
5: Yeah, it's it's no longer man and women, it's man, women. I mean, we In have,
1: <laughs> mine's, mine's not hot. <laughs> Sorry, <the> <laughs> <laughs> could have just
3: y'all. slapped man, <laughs> but he wanted it further. <laughs> so wait, I I got I got, a, I got a question for everybody right now. So, um, ahead, and do y'all think that we see more emasculation to men from men to men versus women to men, because I feel like a lot of males tend to hide their emotions from each other because they don't want to appear, quote unquote, soft. So I feel like in return that has an effect on their relationship because they're so accustomed to suppressing their feelings that when it, quote unquote, would be, you know, a good Situation to be vulnerable because you're with there. You're you don't know how to approach that because you've I'm been so no. triggered and monitored to not express that. So
4: yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say no. I'm I'm a, a, I feel like uh, I'm women emasculate men more than men emasculate men.
2: Okay, but but do you do you see that from a standpoint where like okay, it's more emotional emasculation with women versus a man like he tells you you're a pussy and maybe he means it because he sees that you know. You do certain things you don't necessarily like to wrestle with other men, like whatever, which I don't understand. Dominance <laughs> oh,
0: but, um,
2: wait, wait, wait. Okay, actually, I do I understand because I like I to wrestle. It. But
1: like <laughs> Tell us more.
0: Just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I said I grew up in a rough and tumble home,
0: but
2: um, we didn't we didn't beat each other, but we wrestled. But um no, uh okay, so Something that I thought of when Steve was talking.
1: Stevie, <laughs> the boss. <ball> Steve, <laughs> the boss. Stevie.
2: I do it because I love his face when I do it. But anyways, um, <laughs> like Wait, I, I, think, I think it really, <laughs> I think it really depends on like how the man responds to it too. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some men that respond to emasculation by um, putting on this, like, super dominant facade where, like, they're mean to women or they're just very, like, sexist and they catcall women and they don't know how to respect a woman. Or maybe they do know how to respect a woman, but they don't want people to to see, you know? But, like, and then there's other men, I think, that are more confident in their masculinity and their sexuality, like Steve, yeah, who, like like Stibby, like, <laughs> who, who is confident in his tight pants and he's confident in his floral shirts that he buttons down as he gets drunker. like.
0: <laughs>
3: Show off them pecs.
2: Yeah, but, like, it's because you know, like, no, dude, I'm not gay. I'm actually a very strong man, both mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually. Like, I'm cognizant of who I am and how I exist in this space. I'm sorry that you're not.
1: Yeah, we we, gonna, we 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 don't have to do it now because this will extend us like a whole another three hours. But I, a, I a big
2: nah, <laughs> I
1: hear, I hear you. But a big a big thing that I want to tackle, and I know we'll, we we might just have you back for that episode. Actually, I'd love that. I want to get rid of the stigma that all black men are homophobic. Because and I've said on this podcast, some of the best times I've ever had out were with gay men.
4: Can we do, yeah. Can we be specific? All heterosexual black men. Oh yeah,
1: you right. You're right. Let's, okay. So all I heterosexual think... black men are not homophobic. Yeah. I okay, think you'd so... be surprised at how many of us aren't homophobic, actually. Oh, the Uh-oh. the wheels are turning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
2: So I had this conversation with somebody recently. Um, he's black. He is very like masculine, whatever, and I pegged him.
0: Okay.
5: Wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. No. Not. Okay. Can I, can
2: I, <laughs> I can not I, ready can for I, this. Can I say something?
1: Hold on, let, let get this I, bar really, off. I he,
4: really have to talk about this. You just Please. set him
1: up for the biggest Please move in his life. I
4: have to okay. talk about it. One second. Because <laughs> so I, like, a couple that, years ago... I'm sorry, just, just, real, just real quick.
1: Let, he, he's been waiting for this opportunity. This his whole is... Life.
4: And I, I think because y'all have this reaction is the reason why I have to say what I have to say. A lot of niggas like to get pegged. White, black, <sighs> Hispanic. Not, 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 I mean, a nigga, lot of is men. Lot a of lot men. of yeah. Niggas are is <laughs> universal. But it's no. a lot of men that like to get pegged by That's women. It's a G
0: spot.
2: Yeah. And, and it, takes, it takes, from my experience, okay, I can't tell you. This is so weird. And I don't know why they came to me, but this whole last year, I have pegged a lot of men. And they weren't men. They were not men that I had been previously hooking up with. They literally slid in my DMs and was like, you make me feel really comfortable. This is a safe space. I can tell. Do you want to do stuff to my
1: butt?
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not, this is not me calling them out at all. This is like- Some prefer
3: jelly, some prefer- It
2: goes back to emotions, being able to show your emotions. like It takes a certain person to be able to pull that out of you, especially- as a black man or as somebody who has been raised in a more like homophobic kind of household. Maybe. Are you
4: saying that you've pegged black
1: men?
2: Yes. That's what she said.
1: I just, just (laughs) that's what she said. Fairly, fairly recently. (laughs) Let
2: me tell you, this was a huge (laughs) conversation with them, especially like after, you know, like our pillow talk was literally them being like, I've always thought that I was a homophobic, but really it was just because I was ashamed of the fact that I masturbated and figured my own asshole. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I mean, listen. Wow, but see, okay. So my so my thing is, bro, <laughs> if you
1: if you if you do, I, I don't I, I don't subscribe. No, 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 I, I, can't, I can't end oh, on my thing is. You, you right, you right, 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 right,
4: My thing is, I found it so interesting because I didn't find this out until like 2016 that it was a that, that was a thing that certain men like to get Partake penetrated in. anally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how you say it, but. So my first reaction was like, yo. And I used to like make I used to tell Mad about it, like, yo, do you know that it's a lot of guys that's out here that blah blah blah? And I was so fascinated because I'm like, it could be anybody. You can have a conversation with anybody. Yeah, hey, football, yeah. Touchdown. Guy yeah, stuff. Guy stuff. Guy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's calling dude's up been Helen. Dudes. He's sliding <laughs> Helen's DMs.
1: You wanna do stuff to my butt?
4: <laughs> and it's like. People just need to live in their truth. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: let, let your love. Not mention, it's not
2: really your business what they do, for right. one. And right. if they share oh, that yeah. with you, if they share that with you willingly, they feel comfortable with you that you aren't going to judge them. And let so that's another clarify. one
4: of. Let me just clarify. I mean, the guys who
1: are homophobic and like yeah. to get fucked in the ass.
2: No, exactly. Live that's what I mean. Your truth. Just. That's what I'm talking about. Too.
1: I'm, I'm spilling tea. I'm spilling tea. Are you and talking about? I'm spilling tea, and I don't care what any man has to say.
4: You talk about when Cargo likes to get two brushes in his ass. The
1: grass ain't greener on the other right. side. Wait, but wait, come on! <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not. So every every guy, every fuck him, every guy. Keep it on mic too. Tell him I said it. Every every guy has a man crush. All of them, every single man has a man crush. I don't care what no man says. There's one guy on this planet Earth that they will be like, I do a gay for him. All of them.
2: It's your sexuality. <laughs> like, I constantly look at look, women.
1: Look, everybody. Yeah. everybody. got a everyone, man crush.
2: Everyone goes through this, male or female, transgender. You're not letting John Stamos beat. Oh
0: everybody has that
2: person everybody has that person where they're like do i want to be them or do i want to be on them oh right yeah that's
4: how i was raised that's how i was raised yeah was that's on- yo
3: that's crazy that's how matt feels about drake right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on i haven't said it in a while Fuck Aubrey Graham. I hate you. I thought we were going to get away with one episode without saying. Oh, Trav did it. Trav it was, did it. It was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it was too oh, God. Trav did it. But no, but like me, me I'm as, me as a very comfortable uh, <laughs> heterosexual man, I can say to you guys openly, I find David Beckham very fascinating to look at. I just, I just love how he's made up. Like between the tattoos and the perfectly coiffed hair. <laughs> like, it's not until he talks with this high squeaky voice that I lose all interest in him but when he's, when he's quiet I'm like who is this god <laughs> <laughs> well no a thing? Maddie, I
2: said. can't say I really Maddie, Maddie ice.
1: Look, go, go look at David Beckham with no sound on amazing <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing <laughs> I played
2: soccer I, I grew up with women that were obsessed with David Beckham and I just never got into him
1: He's that guy, yeah. yeah. Not but when he did the cornrows, uh, That wasn't okay. I was
2: in a Neymar.
4: Back, back to a uh, black men getting pegged.
2: I just, <laughs> what
4: a
0: tra-
1: transition titan!
2: <laughs> Let me just, just slide think, that
1: uh, in there. I think I, I
2: think, uh, slide that wow,
1: in there. Wow.
4: Hey. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I just I just think that more people should be. Uh, to to live in their truth you know just live just live in your truth
1: that's your love
2: okay so there's there's so many conversations around that though like do people want people to live in their truth so that they can stay away from them because of their own fears like oh he likes to be pegged maybe he's going to be attracted to me i think that's a lot of the things that like men are afraid to admit that they like to be pegged by their woman is because they're afraid to tell their man like their guy friends that and they're just gonna think that he's gay for them or some shit like that but yeah, there's a whole there's a whole stigma surrounding men yeah. that are into that because they're that like traditionally in porn, that's gay porn to yeah. see a man. They
1: get paid the most, by the way. They do get paid the most.
2: Yeah, like but I actually like,
1: I, I actually watched a documentary on HBO like years ago where there's like. I'm gonna say you watch gay porn. No, I don't. Not this is anything wrong with that. That just don't get my dick hard. But I watched the documentary on HBO years ago, where there is like a large population of heterosexual men who do gay porn because they get like a million dollars a fuck, like, and that's crazy. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's like a wild. Like all right, I'm about to I'm about to get my nut off with another man and get a million dollars for it. Wait,
4: did he fall on hard (laughs) times?
1: Oh my God. I'm sorry, that was you know, that was That was going. That was going. I thought it was good. That was going. Okay. That was going.
2: I mean you like what you like. Like the prostate gland is a holy grail. I'm just gonna say that.
1: The anus
5: is the male G spot. Allegedly. It's I only say allegedly because effect. you want to test that no. out?
2: Just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm I'm <laughs> but can't but, you
5: also be gay and not like to be Penetrated too?
2: Yeah, true. Yeah,
5: that's
1: called to yeah. a so. top. Yeah, that's a pitcher, not a catcher.
2: You just like the body of a male, maybe I
3: don't know. You
1: just yeah. like throwing the fastball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's probably like a male equivalent to like scissoring. Y'all just like rub your dicks together. I'm sure. Or like probably-
2: one one dick and like.
1: Is it you hook them? <laughs>
2: no. Hook is it? Is it? Is it? Is it like, what is it?
3: Was like it sword my dick sword? Sword, hole, sword fighting? Dick yeah. mine. <laughs> so my sword man. fighting, y'all just suck. <laughs> what? <Well, Pop, laughs> I challenge you to a duel.
0: Yeah. That's a twist?
2: I've seen that video of that guy. He's got like the pole attached to him, and he's like this. <laughs> like, oh. That's, like, that's exactly like, what I'm picturing. Like, <laughs> like, whop, 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 whop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly.
0: We might picturing.
1: we might have to drop this visual so y'all can see what Trav just did. <laughs> <laughs> that might that
0: might
3: have to be the teaser.
2: That
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was some.
2: Especially bar. with the sound he is making, the um, wop wop wop
0: wop 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 <laughs> wop wop.
1: <laughs> look, hey, look, look, look little, say that little Richie. You these Little men? Richie. <laughs> Wait,
3: so, so, Eris, you know how you uh, off mic poppy?
1: Oh, I'm- I i got to change my name now. What's this yeah. joke, Trav? Go ahead. I need he, to know.
3: Hey, he gotta change the Peggy poppy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pp. Peggy Poppy,
1: he said, he said it's a shinjo, right? <laughs> right in the butt, <laughs> right? In the butt, yo, wow. yo,
4: yo, Trav, you might have to see me after this. Bro. Like,
0: why,
5: hey, why about
1: you CC? Like you
0: you. <laughs> <Hey>!
1: <laughs>
4: don't talk to me like that, cuz
0: you <laughs> said you notice know, my no, hook. But right? hold on, wait, wait, back,
4: back to my point about that because I feel like. I feel like people would think that I'm homophobic if I were to say that to another man. Like I used to dye my hair, right? So I had Auburn tips. Yo, they was they
1: was out. And <laughs> the gay men that
4: I came across, it seemed like every single one I came across gave me the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I and and I'm not that type of person that's like, oh, get away from me. It's like, nah, like like I would talk to a woman that I'm not interested in. I'm okay. Thank you very much. I keep it moving. I'm I'm right. pretty I'm pretty respectful in that manner. Only if like if he crosses the line and he says some real reckless anything that I would get offended, a woman saying, I'm like, all right, yo, like relax, chill out.
2: Yeah, you still have your but, boundaries.
4: But I could be labeled as
1: homophobic for opening. turning down a gay man.
2: It's it's just like how the, you guys were talking vice versa, where uh you know man is bashing a woman in the comments, and a woman comes to the defense, but then a woman's bashing a man, and all of a sudden the man that comes as a sexist. Like bring it, you, it
0: all
1: together.
2: Yeah, full fucking circle, guys. Full yeah, circle. Yeah,
1: connected. But, but, um, yeah, that's one thousand percent. Because like, I I would say, and I've said this before, probably on this podcast, but I've also said it in my personal, like, I as a straight man take a gay man being attracted to me as very high praise. I oh, take it as yeah. I, I take great. it as, hey. oh, yeah. oh <laughs> Look, yeah I take That's it as some of the highest yo but, that means I'm fashionable. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm clean but
2: there's there's still that <laughs> level of consent that has oh, to one, exist one, in those one, like and and I think oh, sometimes yeah. I think like I will admit sometimes people who can convince you that you're into them like they automatically feel entitled excuse me, entitled to, like, cross certain lines with you. Like, they're like, oh, he was willing to take a compliment from me, so next I'm going to try touching his butt mm, kind of thing. Right. Like, it, I, it, 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 I don't know. Like, I've just always had that experience with, like, especially gay women that I come across. Like, I've always been athletic, whatever, in high school. I obviously – I dated transgender. Um, so, like, other girls, like, people – always just had this rumor that I was just straight up gay. And so like when girls would approach me and the same circumstance where a man comes and asks me to be pegged, like these girls would come up to me and automatically assume that I want to make out with them and stuff like that. And I'm like, no. Like yeah. consent. Yeah. Consent here. Like that still yeah, has still still applies. Thing. Still applies. Yeah, it still applies. Just because like now you feel like I've maybe I looked at you or something like that, or, like, you felt some type of way, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, people, people tend to, like, overstep that once they realize, like, aha, I broke her boundary, so now I'm gonna take what I want, kind of thing. Right.
4: wow, this, this episode was amazing, amazing, it was just, this episode was very healing for me. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> definitely, yeah, because I was, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, there's, uh, I think, I think we've, we've covered a lot in this episode and um I wanna first and foremost thank you uh Helen the the healing hoe. Uh <laughs> you said
2: it I did, it again. I, did. Say
0: I, did.
3: It. I did Um, I say
0: wanna it again,
2: cool was for you
4: to say that well say it looked, it sounded a little uncomfortable but <laughs>
2: say it again Say Helen- it again Peg and Poppy coffee. <laughs> oh, oh, hey.
4: <laughs> that, that is not
3: a name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is now. Hey,
3: hey. Helen, the healing. Hope.
2: Here we go. <laughs> on <down.
3: laughs> Come
0: on down.
3: Come on down. No, but for real though, we want we <laughs> really we really appreciate you coming on to our podcast and just being so open. Yes. Um. In hey, discussion I- and and you know hopefully. You felt like this was a good discussion for you. Hopefully, you felt comfortable within your own skin within this whole conversation. And yeah, I mean, I thought
1: I, I felt yeah. good about this. And- you have to come back. You have no choice. I, yeah, I was just about to say, I'm, I'm telling you, no, you have to I come will come back,
2: back for <laughs> infinite numbers of episodes. I for don't infinite, care. Infinite I just inches. love it.
5: Infinite about. inches. <laughs> hey.
2: I will say, like, Steve is like my right hand man. Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I mean, as soon as I found out that he was going to be on a podcast and he had, he and I had been talking for like weeks, I think at this point about starting a podcast and like he did it. And I was like, okay, now I got to like step it up. Yeah, but like, that, like that, really though, like not even just that, like I, I, I love Steve. He's one of my, I consider you one of like my best friends. So I'm definitely happy to be here and support mm, you in your endeavors and uh, yeah, get to know your friends a little bit hood
1: Hood, said hood said i am david ruffin (laughs) (laughs) and these are the temptations do you have i just want
4: to say something real quick um this podcast you know like i said before this is our best
1: episode this is yes hands down Um, oh by far Um, easily not non-negotiable it's
4: it's very (laughs) you know like i said about my algorithms and everything i'm seeing you know, men ain't shit, and this, that, and the third, and just being beaten down uh, verbally, I guess, on social media. It's very refreshing to hear somebody like you come on here and share, you know, the same sentiments as me as you just want to treat everybody equally. And everybody have the same, you know, same shot at at happiness. Fair so.
1: treatment ain't gender specific. Yeah, you gotta
2: you gotta change that algorithm of yours. I can give you some really good pages to start following and yeah. change that algorithm. Cause yeah. I I mean I had to do the same thing where I was seeing negative shit after negative shit. Especially like, I mean I'm I'm not I totally support sex workers and all those things. But like I was seeing so many like basically nude women on my page that I just like didn't agree with what they were doing. Not necessarily. Nudity, but like how they were going about it, and I free free
1: the nipple, free the nipple.
2: Well, I'm all about free the nipple, I'm not wearing a bra right now. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) I believe you wholeheartedly. Yeah, neither,
3: neither, oh, neither, is boom boom. neither is Steve. <laughs> neither
2: is Steve. Neither,
3: neither is Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> I will say though, he's he's got a lot more on me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at look at look, at, look at how he adjusted. Yeah, no, no, don't be modest, boy. Show him, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you got it, flaunt it, boy.
1: Yeah, man. It. He said, "My back is aching and my bra too tight." <laughs>
2: My boy's shaking
1: for the left
3: to the right. Truth, <laughs> <Steve>. right. <laughs> oh
2: my god, oh my god. Oh so, my god. so
3: you're about to uh, you're about to be a part of the ether, the yeah, yeah, the ether outro where you know you get to hear Steve provide us with the trunks up noise. So, with that, Give being some like, black happens. All right, hold on. Happens. Okay, so, okay, all right. Happens. I might have jumped the gun.
5: I just want to thank you for coming on. You know, I appreciate everything that you have to offer to us, the audience. Um, You know, the one thing that I love about you most is your ability to be supportive, but also challenge my thought process. And I think you did a very good job of that tonight with all of us. Um, And you kind of like gave us a lot more um, perspective on just issues as humans. So uh, I love you and appreciate you for that. And with that being said, chunks up.
3: The peacock. Yeah, sounds
5: not like an elephant, but it's alright.
3: <laughs> podcast, okay? Like, subscribe, give us a five star rating, and you know what? We are
0: out. We are. We are out.